Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Bomb City Podcast. My name is Nick, and in this episode, I drove down to Salinas, California to interview Juan and Jesus Espinoza, the two brothers that created Dead End Magazine. In case you're not familiar with Dead End, it's an online magazine started in 2004 that covers traditional customs, hot rods, and lowriders in a really unique way. In the interview, we talk about their humble beginnings. Uh, we also talk about their trip to Japan and their upcoming documentary. It's kind of a long one, but I think it's really interesting. So without further ado, here we go. Episode one, Dead End Magazine. The guy next door, when I wake up, the first thing I do, open my window, he's singing every, mor- every morning. Like, yeah. like he uh, sells cacti, uh-huh. like sits there and cuts in the morning for like take him to stores and stuff. And uh, I hear him singing, like singing every morning. Every morning, I tell him, he serenades me every morning. Yeah. And the people back there, they have parties every once in a while and you hear karaoke, like super loud Mexican karaoke. Now hear him. I don't bother me, but yeah. I think it's fucking cool that they party. I mean, like, it's, and it's mostly like karaoke that type of shit. It's just families, yeah, kicking back. It's not like you know what I mean. It's like older, like like them, you know. In there, it's just like older families just kicking it. You know what I mean? So it's not really like cracking ass parties. Just the music's loud. Yeah, it's kind of nice though. It like takes the pressure off of you in case yeah. you're ever allowed. Like, hey, oh, well, exactly. I let you guys go. Oh, yeah, right here, <laughs> nobody trips. There's one lady that I guess she tries to make it a big deal, but she she can't. It happens too much. So I guess before we get started, do you have any questions about? Not really. I mean, you know, I I, I we you didn't tell us too much about what you wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it's um I think it's a good idea if it's gonna be mostly like car related stuff. Then uh, I think. Uh, I mean, it's reading is it's hard to get people to read. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you write, you write stuff, but it doesn't mean a lot of people take the time to read it. And then, what else? You know, what do you? What else is there other than video, which is a lot of damn work? Yeah. So maybe a podcast would be cool. Like imagine, you know, like have you seen the um some of the early uh, Mad Fabricators? Yeah. They had a lot of interviews with older dudes that had history and collections. And it's, like, it's kind of boring to watch them. Yeah, but if you could just if you were just doing some other stuff and listen to them, probably be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like good stories and history and stuff like that. So maybe a podcast is a good idea. Yeah, you know I mean? mean it's it's the sort of thing I'd want to listen to. So like yeah, I tried yeah, to... like a lot of people have really interesting stuff to say and and you know or just something that people are interested in. But yeah, like if you like I said, if you do video, it can get boring or yeah. Or it's too much damn work, like a lot Heck of yeah. editing and a lot of... In podcasts, you're cool. Like, you could put it on in the garage or put it on in the car. Yeah, that's do... what I mean. You can just listen to it, you know, wherever, whatever else you've got going on. Do you still on. update your blog? What's up? You just you did, up... right? Did you? Your blog, you updated? Yeah, yeah. I finally, like, paid for a, a domain and started writing again on it. I stopped for a long time. I didn't so know I what... thought, because I, I kind of I stopped following everybody. I used to follow a lot of blogs, like, just keeping... Yeah. And then I forgot enough. I'm like, oh, shit, I wonder if he still does it. Yeah, no, like, I was doing it a lot with the shop. Like, I thought it was cool. Like, we'd be setting up at car shows. I'd get to go take pictures of yeah. people setting up and, yeah. like, write what we were doing on the road. Then we sort of stopped doing that. So I just sort of stopped writing. Yeah. But uh, I'm hey, picking it back up. That's good. But it gives you subject matter when you go yeah. to a lot of places. Like, you're like, oh, I went here this weekend and we did this and that. It's cool. Like, right. I'd I like to see something different, you know? Like yeah. A lot of, especially these days, like, anyone can take a picture and Instagram and, it instantly, yeah. so. Yeah. Like, when I had a chance to share something special, that's, that's yeah. what I like to do. And when I wasn't doing that, I didn't have a reason to write. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram changed, changed everything. Yeah. For 
good and bad, I think. It's crazy for sure. I mean, it's. I was telling her yesterday because she's from she's been living in L.A. You know, uh, we Myra, to, right? Yeah, we went to a little uh, toy drive yesterday at the in San Francisco. It wasn't big, but it was it was cool. And she noticed. So I told her she was there. Was no photographers. Oh yeah, you go to L.A. Every event. Every event there's like photographers. They're all photographers. And a lot of those kids are good, you know. But there's just people just shooting on hitters like five, you know, like if that many. And Some that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot. And she was like, "Yeah, there was no photographers." I go, it's different up here. No one really. Not, yeah. It's not she, L.A. You know, it's not Hollywood. No one yeah. really cares. Yeah. If she went to a, a crew, a, a toy drive in L.A., she you would see, you know, ten photographers no, at least. Twenty, thirty sometimes. Yeah. So. And then. uh that's what even one time we went. That's why I told him we're like we kind of get we we kind of got we kind of got into that where we noticed like does it look we look on Instagram a hashtag toy drive whatever somebody's toy drive and you look like ah it looks like it's alright or it looks we're in Richmond and we're like should we go to San Francisco for a little cruise night and we're like I don't see anybody posting stuff so we're like let's go anyways so we went and it was cool I'm like none of, these care, none of these dudes here care about Instagram yeah you know we get caught up yeah, on the same was- thing like we're like ah it don't look like anybody's there. Like well, maybe they're just not yeah. Instagram. Maybe they're it was just crazy because most of the ones that have been good, like on mission, um, everybody's there, and you see all kinds of posts. So you're like, damn, you know, that's a good cruise night. And then if nobody posts, that's almost like it didn't even happen. Right. Yeah. And we now. just went. We were just like, fuck, nobody's there. Like all the guys that we know with cool cars, they usually post their stuff, whatever. Nobody's there. We're like, damn. you know what? We're we're close to Frisco. Let's just go. And we took us forever to cross the Bay Bridge, and we got over there, and it was straight up just locals. You know, Frisco homies right there kicking That's back. Cool. It was bad because it's like, like you said, then there's nobody there. No, you didn't see any pictures of it. And then, but we got some because we went. You know what I mean? And we, you know, we don't. I mean, we post one and in LA. That doesn't happen to where everybody's. Everybody. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of guys that are bitter about it, and I'm like, it's getting bad. You know, it's yeah, it's cool. I mean, technically, we're doing exactly the same thing. So it's like, you know, we can't knock it. We can't say, why is there so many people taking pictures? We're we're one of the many. You know what I mean? We can't talk bad about it. Yeah, for sure. But it's just super cool when you when you can actually see go to an event and there really ain't nobody there, because it used to be like that all the time for us. Like yeah. We'd go there and it's like nobody's here taking pictures. Tons of cars, people didn't have the smartphones yet. You know, like so it wasn't all kinds of pictures. Except, uh, you know, everywhere from whatever we were at. It wasn't saturated. It was like that. It was cool. Yeah, it was like oh, we got stuff that nobody else has because nobody's there with the camera. One or two other guys that either hired by a magazine or. Just Fun. never put yeah. them out there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, because you guys started, what, 2004? 2004. Yeah. Early 2004. And that was, like, way before smartphones. Or... Yeah. I know. I try well, to think back, like, is it really? But it was. It was. Even when the first iPhone came out or whatever, even though you could take pictures, you basically got to show them to somebody. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you well, could take pictures of your flip phone. You could send them to somebody, but there wasn't, like, No, and then even back then, them. not as many people text as they do now. Yeah, even me, sure. I was like, I didn't like. I thought yeah, texting was text. text right? Now I I rather text and talk, you know, because yeah. it lets you like oh, be doing this and text at the same time. But back then, yeah, there was, I think Facebook was around, but I, we were not. I don't even know if it, when if it was founded in two thousand four, it was just at the school. Yeah, it was the, yeah. You know what I mean, and then I think MySpace, even if it was, I think it was, um, there wasn't a car community on there yet. No, there became one eventually. You know what I mean, but I don't even know if if MySpace was even cracking in two thousand four. I don't remember. Should yeah, look it up. I, I wasn't on the internet back then. Right? Like, most people really weren't much. Like, what did you do? Look up stuff that you liked, and then you find something you like, and you try to keep up with it. But, you know, that's, yeah, why, the, that's why the ham was so popular at the I time. I think so, yeah. Because there wasn't a lot of car blogs. There wasn't a lot of nothing. You know what I mean? there was All that stuff was barely coming up and, and, and being developed. And 
So you wanted to see cars, the the like the forums were cool because that's where people posted their pictures. Yeah. You know I mean, that's where people posted like, oh, we were. That oh, that, that, that was the closest thing to what Instagram is now. To social where, media, where you can see. Because you know how magazines before it takes like two months to go into print, right? And I remember the same. I was the same thing. You go in the ham the same day. You go people go home and put pictures up, and it's like instant gratification. You yeah, know, they don't they, have to wait two months for a magazine to show coverage of, you know, the Lonesome Roundup or whatever. It's across, you know, in Texas, and that that was I think that was the closest thing to the truth. And ham but was the, real. the forums are like social media because you created your profile. This is who I am, yeah. and then you post your car, your build, or whatever. And then when they make a subject, then you just post stuff that you think is yeah. cool. But now even now it's super Instagram gratification, you know. Yeah. Instagram yeah. boom, it's, it's I'm not, there. If it happened today, then you're gonna see pictures today. If not, it's like old. It's considered. No, it almost it almost feels like I feel sometimes like oh, we forgot to post. It feels like we didn't do anything all day. Like we're busy, but we just didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I try to think about like damn, what was really happening in 2004, and I know for damn sure I didn't use the internet hardly at all until we decided to to do. And we like you said, we didn't have. Um, our own, he had a laptop, but we didn't have internet access. You, you know, guys started out on film too, right? Yeah, yeah, we're shooting film. Like the first first photo shoot we ever did, that was a photo shoot that we took the camera and said, "We're gonna take pictures of this car," was Cole's car and his motorcycles, and it was with a film camera. Yeah. It was a what the fuck is it? An old Canon, like right, a fully manual. Didn't even have a light A1 meter or whatever on they call it. You know what they call AE one, I think. Forget. But it's an old one, you know, that I think he got it for a hundred bucks at, at the camera shop in town. And it was like, you know, this oh, yeah. is this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you adjust the, you know, aperture and that's fuck it. Let's try it. And it actually turned out pretty badass. It actually became, uh, that first photo became the cover up of Cole Foster's first book. Oh, or cool. the, so book. book, it's on the yeah, cover. Yeah. And it's from a film, you know, shot that we did that, you know, just like he, the real reason we did it was because he was uh, in interning at a, a men's magazine that was coming up, you know, getting ready to bust out. So they were, they had their website already and they had, they were going to do a car section where like, Hey, you know, guys like cars. So here's a car section. It was going to be all kinds of different stuff, but he said, let me, let me take care of that part. You know, let me get that. Let me get the car part. And, um, right away we were like, fuck, well, let's go shoot Celine's boys car. Like that's, you know, and at the time he had just done the blue bike or whatever. So it was, you know, new and it was, it was, he was, he was that was when he really everybody was really starting to know him. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, fucking that'd be perfect, you know, badass car, people from Salinas, like so we went and shot it. It wasn't for Dead and Magazine, it was just for For a men's magazine I was for into, him yeah. to use it for is that his something internship. That, that you won got into through school or is that yeah. a Yeah. Cool. I was oh that's cool, I need an intern. I always wanted to work for a magazine. And that one I don't know how I got into somebody from school knew someone and it was it was it was I, I it was a good idea what the guy was doing. I don't think he, I don't think he ever did anything with it. It was startup men's magazine with all Latinas, all. And then he said, let's do a car part. Sign me up. I'll do that part. That's so cool. I interned there for a while. And then the guy was, didn't work out. But we're like, well, I have these pictures. These are mine. They don't belong to him. You know, we took the time to shoot. So we're like, there's our first photo shoot. When we decided to do that in magazine. Yeah. That's awesome. And he did like a, he was going to school. He did a, you know, a cover, like a mock-up cover of just, and we had already took pictures just for ourselves, just to have them. Because my, Cause we had actually got a digital camera, but it was crap. Three megapixels. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> three, three megapixels. Megapixel. Yeah. It was crap. Like the film was much better. Yeah. So we didn't use it. We had it, but we we're like, this thing sucks, you know. And like, we didn't know how to, like, you couldn't print. We still like print, you know. I had negatives of all the all the um, film slides. Yeah. So 
But then uh, he did just a mock-up cover with some pictures that we had. And it was, I don't even know. Pretty when I was in school, everything I did, and any assignment we got was cars or girls was part of my assignment. And then he showed me, like, you know, I kind of was with him, like, oh, you should put this car, put that car. And and we just kind of just said, damn. We could make our own. We could do our own freaking magazine, you know. Because he, like, it's true, like, you know, at the time, I think at that time, Working for a magazine was still pretty damn cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd get cool assignments, and you get paid for your travel, and, like, they were making money. You know, yeah. magazines were still doing good, so it'd be a pretty good position, you know? And you could move up, like, go oh, photographer to creative director or whatnot, you know what I mean? So, at the time, for him, it sounded like, damn, that'd be a that'd badass be a job. Future, yeah. like, like, we could work, you know, take, he could work taking pictures of cars and doing graphic design or... Whatever, something car related for a magazine and get paid to do it good, you know. And we mean? had before I went to school, I had no idea. Like I literally used Microsoft Paint. You know, I had <laughs> no idea about. I want. I liked art and I could I could draw a little bit by hand. I had no. We, I think we had one small PC at home. So for me, when I went to school, I learned all that crap. I didn't know anything before that. You know, it was Microsoft Paint, messing around, cutting paste, or cutting paste with you know scissors. <laughs> yeah, actually drawing something <laughs> and pasting it on something else and making copies of it and shit. Yeah. That's Which is just because we didn't know any better. Obviously, there's way more technology. Yeah, 2004 is you know, was already, Photoshop was already old. <laughs> yeah, or even 2000. You yeah, know, like whenever we started doing that kind of shit, it's like. But we never, we were never exposed to it. Yeah, who do you, you know? How to, like, I don't even think I had ever heard the term like what a graphic designer is. Neither. Until he I looked think, into the when school. I, yeah, I went, when I went decided to go to that school, that's well, that sounds like what I want to be. Because already we were making what we did before when I was in high school. We did a lot of what is too. graphic design, I guess. Um, we did a lot of uh, stickers for people. Yeah. Like people with cars, like there was a, there was a dude that we still, he still does our vinyl, but he had a shop in the east side, and uh, that was like a street truck craze at the time here in town and like in the valley or whatever. And um, I had a, I had a, a suburban, like pretty bad custom shaved, slammed or whatever, and uh, so I was hanging out with a bunch of my homeboys that had trucks, and they wanted to start a shop, so. Um, you know, when we looked into like, hey, we need to make some decals to put on our trucks. That was like the new thing, like putting decals on your, you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. has Just, some kind of. funny, those street trucks still do that. Like they oh, yeah, still. still. But I mean, like at the time, it was like the first person in town that was affordable. Because there was people doing vinyl, but it was for signage. And it was expensive. But we went to the east side dude, and, and he's a Mexican homie. Like, So he was pretty damn cheap. And I, just, cheap. I literally still. drew, I drew something out. And I was like, you know, hey, we want this, and you know. No, I remember we went to white. other places, and everybody would what they still do is they charge digitizing. You know, if you get them with, like, yeah. literally with pencil. Yeah, I drew it's, with by hand. I came up with the logo with, between me and my homeboys or whatever, and then took it to him, and he digitized it and and cut it for us. And it's rough because he just went with my drawing, but it looked badass. We're like, fuck. So then. Other dudes, hey. And then in high school, I was doing. Yeah, he was still in high school. I was doing high school. In high school, I was doing stuff for, like, with our school logos for other people for sign it. Yeah, so then we started, like, you know, then you. But I had no, I I don't know, it was a term for it. You know, it's just a quick way to make a little bit of money. So technically, we were doing graphic design. You know what I mean? Like, like if if I did a little bit of graffiti, then somebody wanted it at a sticker, we'd be like, yeah, we can do that. Or if he did, like, we used to do a lot of lettering. So just whatever. Like you said, like, Helmet uh, stickers for the helmets for the football players, just you know all the d- jocks at school wanted their their school logo, so he would draw it or I would draw it and we would have a, a cut made, and then and cheaper. that's how and then <laughs> and then we would draw flyers like if people were having parties we would draw the flyers by hand like and they were pretty dope I wish we I think we still have some they were pretty badass because it's like 
you're, funny. You're, you're drawing a, yeah. a flyer, kind of punk rock, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like hand drawn. Like and, then, and, then we, and then we like we draw it in the quarter page size, and make a copy, and then put it down the next one until it was a four page, and then make a copy like super old school, dude. But that's yeah. all we knew how to do. No any better. But that's how it was like, you know, kind of guided him into graphic design because his even his friends were like, hey, can you put this like take the Niner logo and put my name under it? And just bullshit that's real simple, but to us it was new shit, you know. And to all our friends, it was something that was dope that was new. That's how he got into like. So get out of high school like what are you gonna do well I wanna learn how to use a computer to create you know what I mean like be artistic so then at the school then we figured out then like, I learned yeah like damn this is pretty bad I even tried I went to school and I couldn't do it at all yeah. I, fuck no I went <laughs> I went to school and we had to do life drawing you know what I mean like somebody sits there and you draw them and I was right. like this is ridiculous I don't, this ain't gonna help me or whatever I, was, I like you know, I like art it was I'm... cool but I felt like like fuck this I'm gonna you know drive up to the Bay Area to sit here and draw some chick or some dude like <laughs> And then when I actually, tr- one time I actually tried, I was like, all right, fuck. And I, and I did a pretty bad drawing. And she was like, hey, what the hell, man? Like, drum rock. Pretty good, you know? And I was like, fuck that. Like, it's a waste of time, dude. Like, I remember the, the, the people in my class were like, damn, that's pretty clean. And I was like, I'm not here to learn how to draw. I can do this already. Like, I want to learn Photoshop on it. But then when I got to the part of, of like, uh, Illustrator, fuck that. I couldn't do it. That was a lot of, like, patience, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, even at the, t- now... There's a it's so much more advanced that it's easier than at the time when I was you trying to use a program like well, I could or ten or something like that. Yeah, I could I I couldn't do it. I, I was like so it's so much patience, so much concentration. You still you still don't have the patience because if I sit there and <laughs> illustrate something, he's like, hey, fix that. I'm like, I'm not done yet. Let me I'm still in the works. Yeah, it Hold takes on. a lot of time, and I don't have yeah. the patience, so I couldn't. When I I tried to go, I was like, all right, he he's doing graphic design. You know, I'm gonna jump in there and I'm gonna learn too, and then we both work on it, but. Fuck no, I couldn't do it. I, it's just I don't have the patience. I don't have the skill. The even even just staring at the damn computer. Yeah, I get tired. You know what I mean? So I started all. And I was stuff. young. I was still young, and I still couldn't. I didn't have the patience for it. So I still don't. Obviously, it's worse now. Back uh, 2004, when you guys got started with Dead End, were you guys still thinking about going to print? That or? was the whole. We were still thinking well, to go to print till like 2010. Yeah, or well, more. When we first started out, we weren't. We weren't like. We're gonna be the next. We're gonna be the you know online magazine. That was never part. That was just like we can't afford to print. You know, when, once I figured out a little bit more working in that interning at the magazine, like damn, it's really expensive. Yeah. So we said, well, let's make a website to but Basically, what 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 the the guy that he was interning for, that's what he was doing. He was he, doing a startup. Yeah. He did a startup magazine, so he created a website, and it was elaborate. Ours was really simple, but he created a website, and then to, so he could pick up advertisers and sponsors and get the interest. Start getting the people involved. So that was our plan. He too. started promoting. Like he was really going to print. We didn't. We just said, well, fuck, we, there. Can, we can afford a website. It's like it's like home base. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is where something exists. If you want to learn about it? This is go to the, our website. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. if I, if we we started going to promote or tell, we went to tell somebody, hey man, we want to take pictures of your car, and they say for what? You got to have something. So we had a website. A website. We're gonna do a magazine. We're going to print soon. That was our plan. 2004, we from the beginning. <laughs> Took a long time to print something. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not even close. But to we what started we were. when we started. It was that was the plan. We we're going to do a magazine. Then we realized it's really expensive. We got the website going. And it was a just a website, you know. And then um, 2006, I was called back to my school to, to uh, be part of a panel. They interviewed us about like the, the students' interviews about what we're doing now. Uh-huh. So I had that end as my story, you know. And then I went to go hang out with the old instructors, like just hang out with them, you know, and I hung out with the Mr. Savage. 
And uh, he said, hey, you're still doing it. I go, yeah. And he goes, did you ever do what you guys thought of before? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, when you decide, you said you were going to think that you didn't know how to do it, to do like a book, like you're flipping pages. Uh-huh. And I had, I didn't, we had talked about it, but we never did it. And then he brought, he brought it back up. Kind of forgot like, about it. Yeah, we forgot about that idea. And then it was 2006, so two years of just having a regular website. And he said, you ever did that? And I'm like, no. And he goes, I haven't looked at your website in a while. You know, I thought, did you do it? And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. So then right away I told him, but hey, let's make it like a magazine. Then it, we, I start, I start learning too, how to do layouts and stuff. Laying out, you're laying out a magazine, but you're putting. And at it that point, one. I didn't know anybody else that was doing it, so I had no clue. You know, it was no templates or nothing. So we just did like. But there was, there was, there was, websites, but I don't think any car. But there ones. wasn't any car related. That yeah. were like online. Like magazines. I'm sure. Yeah, some fucking, we're behind also. Yeah, <laughs> and some, like some home decor website yeah. probably had it. I don't know. Somebody had it. I'm sure, but. Well, but I don't. I didn't know of a, a car. Yeah, we so we just we did it. We laid it out. Maybe we there like, was a tuner one, but there wasn't no yeah, traditional. Yeah. So one, when we mean? when we did it, two thousand six, it changed. That magazine we were getting, you know, we were getting traffic. When we did that, it like phew, skyrocketed, and that's when everybody looked at webs. Everybody was looking at blogs. Everybody was looking at websites, and I remember, probably not even a few months into it, um, Ryan from the Ham posted it, and he said, "Check out this new magazine online." And I was like, oh shoot! And it took the pay, took the website down because he had so much traffic flowing. Uh-huh. So I had to go buy more bandwidth. Like I didn't even know oh, what the heck. Why he took my website down? So I emailed, hey dude, you took my website down. He's like, don't worry, I took down four of the website. Like he's, you know, the ham at that time had that much volume, crazy power. Yeah. You know, it so was the only thing. Back he was, then. yeah. So he he gave us a you know the little jalopy journal thing that he does, and it took us down. So I went, you know, paid for more bandwidth, and that's when a lot of traffic started flowing through. And he's and he, he I remember he, we were starting emailing back and forth. And he said, "This is the future." And I told him, "I hope not." And he goes, and he goes "What? That's, this is what you guys do?" And I told him, "I like. I mean, I know because we can't afford to print, but I still like. You know, I still like magazines. I just like paper. I like." And he goes, "No, what you're doing is the future. That's this, everyone's going online." Now. But he's a lot smarter than we are. You know, a lot more educated in that area than we are. So he knew, like, he saw it come. Everything's going to the internet, and that's why he was like the forefront, I guess you could say. That was two two years of promoting our website, yeah. thinking, still thinking like we're gonna print, and then it kind of <laughs> yeah. motivated us more. Like, oh fuck, man, we need to print because people are digging it, and we're basically already laying it out. Right. Even yeah, though it, was, it was pretty crappy, but yeah. you know, we were doing a layout. We're I'm glad shooting. we didn't print back then. <laughs> now I look at the stuff, like, oh, dude, good thing we didn't print. <laughs> we had enough content, everything, and it was like we're still like, okay, man, like figure out how to print. But the amount of money that it, that it takes to print, and if you're trying to do it, like we. We still want to do it independently. Even, yeah, we didn't even. We've never even had a business loan. Like it was not, you know, it wasn't even an option to say like, "Well, it's twenty five thousand dollars to print this magazine for the first run and this many." Because at the time, we probably, I think, we would have really sold a pretty high volume. Yeah. Because it was new and it was still magazines. We're, were getting, still we're selling. getting over a million hits a month at the time, wow. and we had no, we had our advertisers were our friends, and we and had no merchandise. We had, we were making any money. <laughs> yeah, there was we were no getting, online stores. So just, we're way behind. <laughs> It was just, you know, but but people were looking and looking and looking. Every time we post something, every time we, like a little time passed, they'd be like, hey, man, where's, where's the new one? Where's the new one? And we tried to be consistent for a little while. And the times that we were consistent, it was guaranteed people yeah. were going to look. And then people were talking about it. And then, you know, people started doing kind of the same type of thing. Oh, there was like, one guy that did exactly, like copied my... My HTML. He took the layout and just put his own pictures in it. Like, exactly. It was a, a mini truck magazine or some of that. No, nah, but I think he tried to do, like, kind of traditional type stuff. Yeah, he did a little bit of mixing and he called me. I was pissed. Like, oh, use the same font and everything, dude. Like, yeah, it looks it's cool just... that you're inspired, you know, right on. But even, even uh, I think, like, 2008 or maybe even, I don't know how sooner. And then companies that do that make templates for that 
mm-hmm. started emailing it like hey this is what you guys are doing we sell it, templates you yeah. know template made it easier that's what we do now you know it's simple it's way easier yeah. than going in there and doing it all by yourself and uh, I remember I'm like oh damn they're, it was for something else you know they probably just saw and said oh we car ones too we don't have the car ones so they didn't so I think as far as car ones we, there wasn't that I know of but now I don't I don't think it'd be um, I don't think it would make sense financially to try to print like a quarterly yeah. or monthly yeah. like even the monthly magazines that are still sticking around oh, they're, they're struggling and they got corporate backing you know, yeah, they yeah. got money behind them and they still are struggling so it would be probably it would be kind of taking a big risk and then and then uh, I mean we we did it we did our book and and I think it's really cool because I think yeah. I think well I just think the the fact of it being a book is really cool because you can do you can look like in reality an old magazine you don't look at it unless you're looking like fuck what was that issue that had that car right you know what I mean or it's a really old one like yeah. all my lowrider magazines from the 70s or 80s I'm like fuck I want to check them out because you want to see the old shit you know like People buy, I have, fit, you know, those hot rod magazines from the 50s or whatever. You just look at them because they're dope. Right. But, so, you know what I'm saying? So, the 2014 or 12 or 10, you're not looking at them unless you're like, hey, remember that car? What issue was it that that, you know, what issue Easy Rider was Cole's bike and all, let's, let's dig it up. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like, but a book, like. It's kind of timeless. Yeah, it's like you you definitely look at them a lot more. And then they kind of sell more consistently. I mean, you know, like the magazine sells when it's new, and that is it. Yeah, it's, right. it's literally dated. Yeah, the book yeah. is like, you know, if I we're gonna have some still, hopefully, still have some for sale at the Grand National. There'll be people there that'll see it and say, "Damn, this is pretty cool," and they'll buy it. You know what I'm saying? And it, but if it's the issue, because it printed in March this year, so if it's the Data Magazine issue, whatever March, then they're gonna be like, "Are these on sale?" Like it's the old one. You know what I mean? Like. It just doesn't, and and only when the content is that damn good, that you're like, oh, I'm gonna buy it, and I've been looking for this March issue or whatever, like, and you know, it's just way different. And then you need to flood it with advertising. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, no matter if it's it's small, like some of the dudes that are printing right now, they don't have a ton of advertising. They kind of keep it minimal, mm-hmm. but it's still in there. You know what right. I mean? It's still in there. Or, like the Rotter's Journal, it's like a fifteen dollar book. It, it's not flooded with with ads, which is cool. Totally worth it, but it but ain't five bucks. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? And they're not none of them are five bucks anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when they were five bucks, there was a hundred damn ads in there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's how they were able to create you know the magazines and run them and so cheap. make it profitable. So for us, let's say the book, you can do smaller runs and then say you know we didn't we have to spend did. twenty five grand, fifty grand on printing. We spent a smaller amount of money, and then it slowly comes and recovers itself, and then it's just like kind of something put in history like here's the book you know what I mean yeah but like here's the the book that was created by Danny Magazine and it's like people will go back to it or you know even if it's old if it's in the past like if it's, it's a book. you know even the church issue we did the church issue 2006 people still look at it and go fuck I've never seen this man this is cool yeah and we can still sell it you know it's it's not doesn't sell a lot you know I sell very few of them but People, you know, even Kobe, he's like, I don't even hardly sell the church books really after the first initial boom. But when you, if you, if it's the first time you see it and you realize it's something really cool, you're going to buy it. You know what I mean? And so it's like the magazines, you see people with their back issues or whatever, they hold on them for a long time because they're, they're, they're not selling anymore. Right. So hopefully we could say, 
we're just going to continue to print a book, you know, if it's yearly mm -hmm. or or whenever every two years or whenever the hell we can do it, we'll do a book. Or if we want to do a special book, like hey, we're going to do all traditional hot rods, or we're going to do a straight up lowrider book, or whatever, you know what I mean? Or feature, uh, you know, we want we're going to do on our website, we're going to do a hometown issue. So we could even do a book just about cars from here, you know, what yeah. I mean? cars from Salinas and builders from Salinas, and just there's enough history in every, damn near every town, you know what I mean. So if we focus on our town, we could even do a special book on that. So it's different, you know, than than doing a magazine where it's got to be really current and, you know, it only sells right in the beginning. So if you print ten thousand. And you only sell a thousand. You literally have nine thousand magazines sitting there, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah. shitty. You know, what I mean, that's a lot of money just sitting there. So, we we're never we're not we've never been in a position to even try that. So, so you had mentioned that in an upcoming uh, dead end issue, you wanted to cover a lot of stuff from Salinas. Um, we 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 don't we've been wanting to do that for a couple of years more. Than a yeah, we've years. had the idea for a long time. We just for years we didn't even update our site, but now we're trying to be more consistent. And then um, I don't know, I just. Um, for Salinas being so small and like away from anything pretty much there's a lot of car history there's a lot of people that build cars and then there's people that are known like Rod Powell Cole Foster and there's a lot of people that aren't even known that have built some really nice cars and everything low riding custom not so much hot rods but like customs and low riders Salinas has been a part of that that's cool like I to, to be honest like I'd heard of Cole Foster and Rod Powell and those guys but never like until I started following you guys, I never associated that with Salinas. Salinas. Yeah. I just, I didn't know. Um, like, back before I was vending, my car world was so yeah. tiny. Like, yeah. But see, but even people now still, um, like people, especially overseas, when they want to, oh, we wanna, we're, we're in LA, we want to visit you. And we're like, okay, we're five hours north of that. Yeah. And are like, what? <laughs> like, people from Japan, some guys from Japan will say, oh, I'm visiting California, can I visit you? I said, sure. Do you know where Salinas is at? And they're like, no, we're in LA. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, people don't even know where Salinas is at, yeah. but they're here. Was all even our friends, the people we grew up looking up to. They're still around. They're still car guys. So we're like, hey, these guys need. To, we need to do something about showing them. You know, showing our hometown some love because they're still cars around and they're still getting built. Some nice ones. Yeah. What do you think it is about Salinas? Like, is it because it's sort of in the middle of the state that it's? I don't know. I, I think I think people like Rod. You know, and, yeah. and some of the dudes that that literally have like a fifty year history building cars those people really, you know, influence the community. So, mm -hmm. like, if Barris was based out of L.A., then a lot of people saw their customs, like, just driving to work, you know yeah. what I mean, or, or just in the neighborhoods. So here, I think I think people like Rod and some of the dudes that build race cars and stuff like that, they're a huge part of it, you know, because oh, yeah. I mean? you can't... Hey, like, how many people that work for Rod that became painters and became, like, there's... He could probably has, like, ten guys that all... Own shops or run shops that started with Rod Powell, and he, he literally had people 16 years old going in, and his guys going in 16 year old just peeking like, "Damn, this guy's building some crazy stuff in there." And he was he was building customs when they were it was cool to have him. Like he, he he was so into customs that he would bring some back. Like he'd find old ones when in the 80s when nobody cared about Mercs. You know, Mercs were pff, right. no one cared about them, and he would do he would redo them. So he got young guys always peeking in there like, well, he's painting some crazy cars," and he always, he knew he was known for flames. He said he would go, hey, what do you guys do? Come in here and help me. So he started, there was, we know guys that we look up to that are all, grew up around Ron. They all like, we just go to the, go to the shop and he'd say, hey, you want to work? Start sanding this car for me. Uh -huh. So he influenced a lot of the guys, like personally, not just like, oh, we know who he is. Like they went in there and they worked for him. Guys that 
have cars now. They still have cars, and they started. He kind of just like he was there. You know, he was his shop was in the middle of town where you could just go in there and peek and like, oh damn, this guy's building some crazy shit in there. Let's see. I don't think people realize like he did cars for movies, just like Bears did. Like he did that Pac-Man car and Charlie's Angels van. Uh, what's the guy? Some what's shark the, fucking. The, yeah, what's the guy? Robin Williams show. The, the monkey? No, uh, not that one. Monkey. That one. He, he did that. What's his name? Uh, Robin Williams. Morgan, Morgan Mindy. Mindy. He did yeah. the car for that. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> it's a show that. It's an old show. I don't know. He's he like an alien, right? He was like a Happy Days spin off. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. He, he did the car for that. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did a, a lot of Charlie's Angels cars. van. He did a Pac Man car. I think he did a bunch of stuff for Mattel from here. Wow. Yeah. What's but crazy? See, like, so let's say it's being built here in a small farm town and then it gets. Sh- Ship delivered to LA and the movie premiere and the or the whatever where the, wherever it's actually seen is always in Southern California yeah. in LA. You know what I mean? Like when they did okay. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, then it comes Selena's. It was in debut in Selena's. You know what I mean? You know, the, the, the first built. the first time I met like met Rod, I've always heard his name growing up. You know, we Rod Powell was the local legend. I never uh, we never had I never had a reason to go. Hey, I'm gonna go introduce myself to Rod Powell. So when we started that magazine a few months after that, I'm like, I have a reason to go talk to this guy. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the shop. And I didn't even know where the shop was at. I knew it was right next to Kohl's. So I went to Kohl's and I said, hey, where's Rod Powell's shop at? And he's like, right here. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, literally next door. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's going there. He's, he's always there. I'm like, all right, cool. I walked in there. Embarrassed. There was two old dudes. I don't know who was Rod. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, fuck. Hell, this is local legend. I don't know who the fuck he looks like. You know, I don't know. Because you so, know he's an old dude. Yeah, and right. I saw two white-haired dudes sitting there. I'm like, fuck, man. They were talking. He was pinstriping the, guy's, the other guy's car. So I'm waiting, just patiently, just sitting there, kind of. I brought him a T-shirt and a poster, and I'm like, "Fuck, how embarrassing!" Be like, "Uh, Rod," you know. And then, so I was waiting, and he stopped, and Rod pointed at me, "Hey, you're Juan from Data Mags." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Wow. So I go, "How do you know that?" And he goes, "I'm going on your website." I'm like, "Oh, what the hell?" And I was like, "I'm not supposed." And then I, t- I told him, I confessed, I'm like, "Hey, I didn't know which one was Rod," and he kind of <laughs> laughed. He just laughed, and I hung out with him for two hours. They're looking at all those pictures while he pinstriped. So cool. It was cool. Like I was like, "Damn," but he's never been like. I don't know. He's never tried to get his name out there. He's never tried to promote himself. He I used to, and then he... Plus, I think, to. yeah, like, he had a, a time where he stopped, he closed his shop and then went to work, you know, yeah. as a regular, like, a, at a body, body shop, shop or whatever, right? Instead of busting out all kinds of crazy customs, he just went to making a living. And then, I think, even though, like you said, you know, why, like, it's not, like, Celine's is not necessarily known... For a place, even oh, though, like, well, I think people know of the Salinas boys, mm-hmm. but they don't realize it's the town. Yeah, they don't I, even yeah. think what the fuck it means. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, for sure. just, see, that, that's that first time I met Rod. That's the first thing he told me after we interviewed. We talked. He said, "Are you moving to LA?" And I'm like, "What?" And he said, "Are you moving to LA?" And I said, "No." Do you, have, do you have any plans moving to LA? I said, "No." And he goes, "Anybody who does anything in Salinas moves out of town." Huh. And he said, "He said, Jeffrey Cole, Cole's he's Salinas boys, and he stay, he stays here. He's not from here, but he's." From here, he's based from here. He's still based from here. And Rod told me that the first time I met him, he said, "Are you planning on leaving?" I'm like, "No, I would no." And he goes, "All right, anybody who does anything, Salinas gets out of town." Right. I mean, See, but in a business aspect, that's why they do it. Like he's building, Cole built badass motorcycles recently. Aaron built badass motorcycles recently, and they build them for themselves. And thanks to the internet, they got a couple clients. But some of the shops in LA, build they're building for TV shows. They're building for celebrities. They're building for everything. Uh, a but it kind of shop it, it all makes it cooler that, that these guys aren't. You know, they're exactly. Not but they don't make any money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why people do it. That's why right. some dudes that are building in the valley, building bad bikes, are like, "Fuck that! I'm running a shop in Burbank or whatever." You know, and then they get the clientele that have the money, and they get a little fame, and they make some money. 
you know, you stay here in this town, you got to work hard to get your name out there. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. you know, people like Cole, his skill level is so, you know, his, the builds that he did are so cool. Then he got associated with Japan with Moon Eyes and all that stuff and everything he did, he earned that. And people like us, we work for that shit. You know what I mean? We made sure that travel. You, yeah, we go to you. You know, you're not coming to Salinas. There ain't even no car shows here. Like you're <laughs> you're not coming here, but we're going to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think that's what they, that's what does it like the car shows and the media make everything so, seem like it's from LA cuz you know, even if How many you were times actually we've been, they've said, they mentioned us, yeah, Dead Mags from LA. Yeah, they put us down in Southern Cal California LA. car culture, Dead <laughs> Mags. I'm like, fuck that. Like, but they don't know. They Everybody, it's, it's it's somebody that's hired as a writer. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just well, writing, you know? But right. I think because we're traveling so much, they, they just think we're automatically we're from there. We had guys in San Diego think we're from San Diego because we're down there so much. Huh. And there's, you know, there's moments where we do go three, four times in a month, so you most of the stuff you see that we post is from Southern California, so it makes it seem like we're from Southern California. But I think that's what it is. Like, when the Oakland Roaster Show was up here, then people know the California guys were, you know, getting more. Now, you want to debut your car, you got to go to Grand National. Right. So, if you're a dude from England or whatever, you're going to L.A. to see the best cars. So, you think the best cars are from L.A. But in reality, like... There's a lot of good buildings. Yeah, like last year, the the... That 36 coupe that um, South City built, it you know, it was built in Northern California. Brizio's cars were built in Northern California. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, Hollenbeck's cars. Like, there's way more killer customs coming out of NorCal. Recently. But since they always, you know, even as far south as Santa Maria, that's where you're going to see them. Right. So people associated always with Southern yeah. California. Plus... The magazines are, you know, the t- if it's Everything on TV, it's in Southern. it was from Southern California. Yeah. You know, they don't really come up here and shoot anything. You know, they might go to Bulletproof because it's got a thousand cars or whatever. But, you know, they don't realize, like, you know, some of the best, best recent cars that have really made an impact, they're from Northern California. You know what I mean? They're built from Northern California. So the general public, the outside world... And even some people from Southern California, they think the cars are from Southern California. That's where they saw it. They saw it at the Grand National. They saw it, you know, and they don't they don't know that they're built up here with a style that's kind of traditional up here. You know, it's developed right. up in, in Northern California. You know, like people like Rod and even Winfield was from Northern California when yeah. he was originally Bears, building yeah, cars. Sam Bears. Like they were, they were doing it up here, you know what I mean, in the valley and small towns like that. Cause, but right now, I mean? right now, I don't think... There's any, I think the best builders in Northern California, they you could go, and they finish. It's crazy. They have some finished, like finished interior runs, badass paint motors, everything. Yeah, I mean, they're for me like the the customs that are coming out are like Discovery Bay. Like, yeah, those guys there, like uh, Marcos Garcia. Yeah, like, yeah Oz, exactly. And, uh, East Bay, like he does all traditional stuff. East Bay running custom. Oh, South yeah. City running custom. Like like Wegner's. Uh... Merc. I hope I said his name right. The black Merc that homeboy just Winger. built for himself is fucking bad, dude. Bad. It clowns like... And then the Regero Merc, South City did it. Yeah. Even though somebody in LA originally did the chop, the finished product of that car, only certain shops can do that. And, and you know... And of course, Brizio shop. South City like did it. And it's like... But you know, people don't realize that. Like, that that quality, that caliber of car, that damn Regero And then, and then there's a lot of the young immaculate. guys that don't even... Get a lot of, they don't, they're not known. You know, they build like one car for themselves, one car for a customer. There's a lot of young guys that are still, you know, medium young, like, you know, 30s guys that are in their 30s that are doing sure. really good stuff. That, like Alex Valdez. Yeah, right? yeah, there's a lot of guys that don't get, you know, they just. They're not a shop. They're yeah, they just, just guys do stuff on their once a year, they'll get a car or yeah. something. 
if that, you know, once every five years or whatever. Yeah, for sure. That That's one of the cool things about social media, for sure. Like, Instagram is, yeah, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. But you also get to see awesome stuff oh, yeah, come yeah. out of people's garages, like, like never before, which is pretty cool. See, and so you know how you... We uh, we were talking about we did the website just to have something. Yeah. Now, like if people are like, yeah, I'm gonna start a clothing brand or I'm gonna start it, they start an Instagram and a Facebook page. Right? Yeah, that's, that's what we did. But we had to get you to go to mine. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like right. I had to get you like, hey man, go to deadmagazine.com. Like you gotta punch it in and go ch- check it out. So the same thing. Right now just it's flooded with way harder with brands. You know and what I mean? Magazines and photographers. And there's I, I don't get bitter about it. I think it's. I mean, there is a lot of you know, brands or magazines. Only thing you got to do is keep up with the times. You know, oh, yeah. we can't, we couldn't stay with the website only. Right. You have to we stay relevant. To, you have to, yeah, yeah. we got to do social media. And if that people that get pissed, like all these young photographers, they're you know, taking all our work. It's like, well, then do better. Like Step you know what I mean? Up. Like yeah. hopefully you establish your name that they want you. They don't want some guy that look can do what you do. They want you. Right. That's what I think. We got to stay relevant. So we just always keep working. We never, we haven't stopped. We're always. On the road, you know, we haven't stopped. We still do what we did in 2004 to try to stay relevant, to try to stay with the young. Because that's what we are talking about recently. Like, we have pictures from 2004. And if you got on, if you only go to Instagram, you just miss all that. You know, and then we're, so what, the guys that did it before us, what happened to all those pictures? You know, what happened to all those photographers? So like when Howard. we started, so we, yeah. for us, I said, we've been around 11 years. And to me, we're just getting started. And it's like... The, you put, we'll post a picture of a car from 2004. Oh, who owns that? It's like, dude, that car doesn't even exist anymore. Like, right. how did, you, but people are barely getting into it. You know, kids 16, 20 years old that don't, that didn't get to go to Paso Robles. You know, it's like, to me, it's, oh, how the hell? Like, but see, if they're young, it makes sense. You know what I mean? When we were, when we were teenagers and we started buying the, the magazines and going to Paso Robles, the, all that shit was new to us, you know, because yeah. that's when I'm, you know. So that's why I, I think Instagram is, it, that's kind of cool because people get, they open their eyes up, you know. Like, it, when I went to Paso that changed my life for the first time because I didn't know what a custom was until I saw, like, holy shit. Like, so I think with Instagram, that makes it a lot easier. You don't have to go to Paso Robles. You can just look up, oh, shit, what the hell is that? Look it up, and you're like, oh, damn. Like, it opens doors. Right. So it's it's a give and take. I'll tell you, for me personally, the, the thing that bugs me about social media is that people can create a page without having the right knowledge. So... You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the part about social media that bugs me. Like, people go on there. No, and then people, they'll post, the, they'll post their car page and they'll post it wrong. Like, this is a 59 Impala. That's a 60. How the hell did they get that wrong? You know, like. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if you don't know enough. Don't do you, it. You shouldn't be in charge of yeah. a page, you know. And then, and it's also funny because people think, like, they, they'll go on our pages and ask us about cars. And I'm like, I'm not here to tell you exactly. I know what year it is. I know what kind of car it is. I know everything I look at. I've learned it. I've been doing this for a long time. I've obsessed with it as a kid. Like. I know classic cars. That doesn't mean I have to write the year of every car. You know what I mean? And then people go on there (laughs) and say, hey, this is a 57 Buick. And I'm like... But but see, but it's because we we almost should write it, but we just used to... We think that the car guys are looking at our our page, you know, or our our Instagram. We just assume it's car people looking at it. But it's true. We have have people that don't have a clue. Yeah, for me, like when I'm posting a picture... If it's a bearish car or whatever. I We assume, like... Yeah, it's kind of like, well, I'm talking to the car community. They already know this. So then I put post a picture, like, you know, we're at Santa Maria or whatever. And then they're like, that's Barris's work from night origin. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not here to educate you like that. No, and then like, you're just lazy. So they kind of think that yeah. we don't know. I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, not only am I taking pictures, I'm running a booth, too. I don't have time to type 100, you know, people hashtag 100 things on their damn picture. But it's like, 
that's the funny thing to me is like a lot of people go on there use social media and they don't know what they're talking yeah. about you know what I mean and, and then it kind of makes people like us sometimes sound like we don't know what we're talking about because I didn't put down I don't know what I'm talking about bro. you know I didn't you know I don't know how to spell Hirohara so I don't put Hirohara <laughs> I just put you know like I'm at Pebble Beach man like I know the car I know the history of it but you know what I'm saying that's the the funny part to me it's like people expect you to, to, to put all kinds of information like what I mean, I, I, it's good and it's... It is. It can be very good, like educational for people who don't know. But to me, it's funny that if it's older people... It's like, I guess, you know what? I guess we're used to, from a different era now. Because you, I would think you, if you like that car, you're going to... Yeah, you're, you're going to do the research. Yeah, you're like, going to learn it. Not you know just here, you got all the information given to you. Like, you, you know, we had to go buy the magazine before and go look it up. And, well, and, and for us, like when we were learning yeah. you couldn't go direct to the person no, ask. you couldn't like, even go on yeah, you couldn't go youtube <laughs> right yeah you couldn't go youtube and search this and okay that's how you do this no you just you gotta learn like right yeah now you can go to the person who built it hey what's this and they're oh yeah they have an instagram page and you can just ask them yeah and yeah before when for magazines uh photographers were just names on a page to me like oh that guy's bad let me see oh i knew he took that picture yeah you know i knew that guy took that picture now you can now they're everybody's so easy to you know get to know on social media yeah, there's no barrier to entry. No. Like anyone could come in. They could be super shy, say something real shit yeah. they'd never say in person, or they could ask a dumb question. Yeah, were they to walk up to you at a car show, it would be yeah. completely different. Yep. Yeah, that's like, man, for me writing, like, I'm a big nerd with cars. Well, with everything, but like, I want to write like pages about yeah, yeah. one thing as much get, as you can. Yeah. It, it almost it stops me from doing it most of the time see for us it's like, opposite we just want to put a picture we don't have to we don't want to write nothing yeah I, I, I think I want I want the pictures to speak for themselves you know what I mean but, but that's because you guys are good photographers I'm a bad photographer see, but when <laughs> so I, I gotta tell a story yeah when you read something good then you appreciate it you know what yeah. I'm saying like I was reading the you know and I we're friends with Lee Pratt and, yeah. and we talked to him and he's told us stuff himself you know what I mean he's one of the dudes that you just know how many badass cards he's had because he's one of those guys that always his cars always stood out. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though he's not known as a car builder, he's a fucking car builder. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, he's been doing it for since a young dude. Yeah. But I read the article that they wrote the um, for Rogers Journal. I think uh, Pat Gunnell wrote it, and uh, just oh. talking about a little bit of what, how long he's been doing what he did, and then his his nomad. And it's like, fuck, man, that's a good that's a good read, dude. Yeah. Like you yeah. learn some shit, and it's inspirational to think like these dudes. You know, have literally been like they started as teenagers, and they're still building badass cars. And he went, and he built a car that he had in the past, and it's still clowns. Like it's such a good style. Like it's timeless. You know what I'm saying? Like it fits in. Like it's pretty cool to me to to see like young people, younger generation that are bringing back the style, like all Supremes and you know Pinner Whites and and uh, whatever, the Skinny Flames and you know well. He built that car and it fits in today, but that's really what it looked like back in his day. And it has hydraulics. Yeah. You know, there was no air ride. He, yeah. he, there was, but there wasn't. So he, like, to me, that's fucking cool. Like, all the all of us younger guys like that style and people are building those cars, but then this is the real deal. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's fucking cool. Like, to see, like, he could tell you, this is the way I built it. Like, everything I did... I did the same thing back in the day. It was, there's and no he, him just because I'm knowing him personally. He said he had no, he had learned how to do hydraulics on his own, like him and a couple right. of buddies in Iowa. And he's like, it wasn't like you can you can go to YouTube, you know, you can just see a. But that's when you're that's when you're into it, you know. Yeah. That's when like if you're a teenager dude and your dad hands you down a fucking muscle car from the '60s, 
you don't know how to rebuild a car, you're going to fucking learn because you like, <laughs> you're gonna you know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. not going to, you don't have money to go take it to a mechanic. Your dad's not a mechanic, but you like cars. You're going to fucking go buy the damn rebuild kit and it comes with the shitty ass, <laughs> you know, instructions that hasn't been changed since the 60s. And you're going to rebuild your car, and you're going to learn how the fucking car works, man. And that's when you're really into cars, you know what I mean? Like, people like Lee say, hey, I wanted hydraulics, so we figured it out, yeah. you know? You know what a lift is, that's a hydraulic lift, man. So let's put it on the car, you know what I mean? Like, that's, those are the dudes. And that, the coolest thing, like you said, is there was no, homeboy wasn't even in California. Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? He was way the fuck out there the more and just Iowa. building right. bad rides, you know what I mean? So people like him. You read something like that, then you appreciate like, man. And that makes me think like, man, we need to write better. Like, we need to write some like, you know, the, the stories behind these people and the cars and, you know, fuck, man. It, it's fucking See, but cool. a lot of those guys like him, they don't really care. You know, nah, we, nah. I see him like, dude, you have so much history. You know, I went on a road trip with him and Rod from here to Texas just listening to him like, fuck. Like right. I should have been writing everything they were saying just to, you know, because I have or, the memories. Or, or recording it. Yeah, recording yeah. it. And I, I was just like, but it's almost like, to me, sometimes it's, you can't even... Like, even though we're a magazine, it's sometimes just fun to not even, you know, record, ride, take pictures. Sometimes just, like, just enjoy the fucking moment, you know? For sure. Yeah. And with, with Leah, it was bad. I asked them, because we're there, start talk, him and Rod start talking about lifts and the riders. And we're just sitting somewhere in Arizona eating. And I told him, Who's, what's the first car you saw with hydraulics? And he goes, he said, yeah, well, I moved to San Jose. You know, it was a lot larger back then. I go, what's the first car you saw when you came to San Jose? What's the first car you saw with hydraulics? And he said... I'm not saying I invented. There's no way they were doing it before me. He goes, but I, my car was the first car I saw with hydraulics. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Like, that's insane. Like, pretty you know gangster I mean? to say yeah. that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and he, he knows, like, he's like, I didn't invent it because I heard it from somewhere. I heard it from somebody that said, hey, you could put hydraulics, air hydraulics, you know, I mean, uh, the airplane hydraulics on the car make go up and down. Fuck. Let's so do it. You know, like, yeah. he, and I'm like, you, you literally, and he goes, no, we didn't. Some guy, he said he thinks, he doesn't remember exactly, he says he thinks some guy from California came, military. And somehow his buddies and him heard about hydraulics, so they did it. And he says, well, that was the first time I saw hydraulics was my car. I'm like, fuck, that's nuts. Like, yeah, And he's from cool. Des Moines. And then he came to San Jose, he drove, he drives cross-country. Still, he drives cross-country everywhere. That's crazy. He's, he's a bad dude. <laughs> he's a really bad dude. Yeah. But I think, see, with us doing the magazine, we get to meet these guys per, on a personal level. You know, before, I wouldn't know who Lee Pratt is at all, you know, but because I got to meet him, because of Rod, I got to meet him, and now we're friends, and it's like, damn, these guys are, you know, now legends, and it's like... They're still, and those guys don't even care. Like people, people they're start. I think because of social media and the internet, now, people are starting to know who they are. But be, but he didn't, you know, they didn't care. They, were, they weren't in the shop. He wasn't out building cars for people. He was just doing, building cars for himself. Right. Just really, really good style, timeless style. I really wanted to hear about Japan. Like I really wanted to hear about Dead End Japan, uh, and what you guys are doing with, with all that. Uh, and then I want to talk about docu- the documentary too. Oh, you didn't bring it, huh? I didn't bring it. I just, just left my house. I got up kind of late. I didn't. I was supposed to bring it, and uh, I have a DVD of it. But um, I haven't seen the finished one, so I want to see. You know what? Honestly, yeah. Dead End Japan really is still not established. Like we don't really know. We just know Toshi decided he was gonna quit doing Local Hero, which we still don't understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because but their like, their culture is a lot different. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's not. Like, it wasn't going good. Like, he, it wasn't, I you think know, it was that it could have got way yeah, more popular it, over The here, name but. was cool. It, it, it was the source, you know. To Japan. For, like, if, what he did is he opened up the world's eyes to Japan. Because, yeah. like, people did not know until his picture started popping up. Everywhere. Of fucking homeboys in 
Japan was Start badass. Printing in, you know, no, reels. well, see, that was kind of known where the Chicano thing was a big deal over there. But like, there's pictures that he has of dudes in ruthless choppers or straight old school hot rods, flathead hot rods and shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you, I didn't realize that, you know. And then yeah. I knew Junichi was building cool shit, but you only see whatever like really got, you know, exposed through like the Moon Eyes shows and stuff like that. But he was like. You know, kind of like what we do. He was going to everything that happened and, and covering everybody and the small town dudes, the dudes that building in their backyards to the biggest shops to, you know, Tokyo, everything. And I thought, man, like, I remember, you know, when I started, when his blog started really, you know, getting updated and stuff, seeing like, holy shit, their scene is big, man. Like, yeah. You know, now we've experienced it, you know, in person. Now we've been there, but at the time we had no idea, man. And it's like. Yeah, we knew, like, everyone knows there's Winfield cars over there, and, you know, everyone knows... There's lowriders. Everyone knows there's lowriders, but you don't realize they're, like... It's insane. Fucking badass, eh? And, no, you know, then you... When when we, when I first went, you realize how hardcore... Like, people get mad, oh, they're sending American cars. Go. You'll see that they fucking appreciate the fuck out of it. And they... It's not a, not a trend for them, you know? Well, for the real guys, I think it's... Like, anywhere, there's guys that get into trends. Yeah. But... It's a trend here, really. Yeah, you know, you know? Uh, but they, the guys that are into it, they're, in, it's their life. Yeah. Like it, it, and then they can't go to swap meets to junkyards. You know, they have to buy everything overseas and take it back. And they, they're bad. They're like we when I the first time I went, I was sitting in a third night master deluxe cruising. The dude was so like, they think whatever they see like on the, the magazines or movies, they think we live that every day. Right. So he's. It's dark. He's wearing sunglasses, arm out the window, and it's pouring rain. And he's he's cruising, so he's that's he got to look that way, you know. Right. So I was smoking like, a cigarette. Yeah, and a cigarette smoking. I'm like, like he was cruising, and it's like pouring the, rain. Just yeah. gangster. You know, and then he, I'm yeah. like, dude, these guys think like that's how these guys live every day. And I was like, nah, people, you know, they drive new trucks to work. They don't drive their old yeah. bombs. But he was cruising, and I'm some like, of them do. Yeah, that's, some of them. But the, the OGs that drive a bomb every day are fucking bad dudes. You know. Yeah. But he, he, we were in his car, and it was pouring rain. We drove like eight hours to get to Yokohama. I'm like, this is pretty fucking badass. You know, this is fucking nuts. Like, I'm in Japan in a bomb, cruising in, a, in pouring rain, and this it was a, a you know a caravan of cars. Like, this is pretty badass. Then two hot rods, one a roadster passed by. Wow, wow, and it's pouring rain. I'm like, all right, I thought I was badass. These motherfuckers, are bad. you know, they're badass. Like they're goggles yeah. on. Yeah, just yeah, goggles, ass. beanies, and pouring rain in the rain bias fly tires going like 80 <laughs> miles an hour that's like it's fucking, fucking like you know what I mean? crazy. all right like they're not faking it you know those guys obviously aren't faking it they're not just like oh i want to look american and yeah. they, they, they even though because japan is known for that you know they like other cultures right but they don't just mimic it they don't just like i want to be i want to look like them they they live it they man. live it and they, they've even there was one guy he's dressed you know his pants creased up the pendleton on sunglasses like if you see him if you saw him rocking with sunglasses you think he's mexican yeah and um he got all offended when I asked him, like, is this, like, a costume for you guys? And Frank, who, who's our, like, translator, he's, like, yeah, asked him, and he goes, no, Juan, this is my lifestyle. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? And he's, like, Frank's, like, dude, he was really offended because he's, he's, like, but he's been riding for 25 years. Yeah. So, then, like, he just started, you know, he's been, he's an older guy, and he's always had a car since for 25 years. He's been in the car club. He's like, damn, you know, they're really, they yeah. really are into it. When he says, this is my lifestyle, it really is. That's what they do. You know, I mean? you know and I'm a clown. I was like, you don't even need hot sauce. How are you going to be, you know, he's Chicano. <laughs> like, but he's, but it's true. Like, he's been lowrider for 25 years. And then we, I, then we got to know him and ask him, I asked him, like, hey, you know, how to start. They come to the U.S. 
they see in there and they just get like, well, I want that. And then they research the fuck out of it and they live it. But ba- cool. basically, like, what, what, so we still, because of the language barrier, it's a little, it's hard. We've had multiple meetings with Toshi, like, hey, what are we really going to do? Yeah. Um, because we really don't have a set plan. He just said, for I want to continue what I'm doing. I just want to do it as Dead and Magazine, you know, because I'm, I don't want to do Local Hero anymore. He didn't want to run his blog like he did. He wanted to do it, you know, kind of join together to be the source, and w- which is perfect for us because basically he was the source for Japan. Now we're basically going to be the source, you know, even though there's, same as here, there's all kinds of new guys blogging and Instagram posting and stuff from Japan and people, like you said, now you go to directly to their personal page. This is the guy with the badass Chevy. Yeah. Go, you know, follow him and blah, blah. Facebook, they use Facebook a lot still. But um, for us, basically joining together with Toshi, with, with what he does, um, we want to be able to be the source to where you want to know what's going on in Japan and what's cool. And you know what I mean? He's able to cover the events. He's going to be at the Moon Eye show coming up, you know, doing a vendor booth as Dead End Magazine. He has Dead End merchandise. Um, and he represents Dead End when he's there, like he's going to do the photography for us and stuff. And So really it's still, you know, the main idea, the concept is just to be, um, you know, what he did as Local Hero, showing the world what Japan's got going on, um, doing it as Dead End Magazine. Just because, and, and it, you know, to us, I was like, why? You yeah. know, why do you want to be... He, he approached us. Yeah, like, we know that the, the relationship that we have with him, but but for him to say that, hey, if I'm going to quit local here, I want to start doing Dead End, that's that's a huge compliment. Like, oh, yeah. you got it going on, man. And and we, you know, obviously, of everyone that he dealt with, we created the best relationship with him. But I, I, think, think, I think that's what why he want, that's why he wanted to do it, because yeah. of the relationship. He even said, like, you guys are like family. You know, we, I we think became family. I think it's because of the similarities, you know, because he said, hey, I, you know, I want to do what you guys do, but I'm doing it in Japan. And also because people either are intimidated by the language barrier. Like, hey, I can't talk to this guy because at first, when he first came around, like, to the United States, I couldn't, I mean, if he tried to speak English, I had no idea what the <laughs> fuck he's saying, man. He, he was really bad. Yeah. And obviously, I have, n- I don't, I couldn't tell you any Japanese at all. So we couldn't talk to him really directly. I think that, intimidates people like well i can't talk to this guy but they're like i know he's local hero you know but i can't talk to him and they just say like hey look at my car like but nobody really even though they show him a lot of love like they want to hand him beer and then hey man we're barbecuing stuff but nobody really let him in to be like you know come do what we do come roll with us this is what we do and when we go over there we roll with him like we we you you come kick it with us it's like you're just one of us man it ain't you know like we're any better than you, or I'm not going to treat you like royalty because you're from Japan. I'm going to treat you like one of my homeboys, and that's it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what helped us establish a relationship with them. And because we had Frank. Like, Frank speaks fluent Japanese. So it's like, hey, man, Toshi's coming. Can you hang out? And he's like, yeah, I'll be there, and I'll help you guys out. So having that as an advantage and, you know, treating people like... Like, Munaz has been having, like, chopper guys and and some of the more known builders go to their show for years. And they don't even establish relations over there. We went and we're like, "Fuck that!" Like we want to see what's no, really I, going on. The first time I went, I, whenever I heard when I first heard about Yokohama, I wanted to go. You know, yeah. years when we first started, we're going to Japan someday. And then 2010, 2010, yeah. I don't even know. Frank Frank went, and Frank is half Japanese, so he went and he I, t- I gave him a stack of shirts here. Where did it? Like you know, where did it? And I had already I had already started 
emailing Toshi because I found out about Local Hero. So I said, maybe Yokohama, maybe Yokohama's the most known show, but it might not be the best show in Japan. You, you never know, you know. So I emailed them, hey, uh, or not, I emailed Junichi, hey, um, what's the best show to go to in Japan? You know, I know. And he goes, oh, they're mad, blah, blah, blah. And he just said, talk to this guy. And he sent me Toshi. So I emailed Toshi, hey, you know, Junichi sent me your email address. What's the best show to go to in Japan? He's in Yokohama because you get a taste of everything. And then he'd give me a list of like five of them that I've never heard of. So then we just started emailing like back and forth. I'm like, okay, I want to go. And then he said, I want to go to the United States. Okay, we're going, just, you know, emailing. And when Frank was going, I'm like, Frank, wear Data Magazine over there. Like, you know, they asked you work for us. And say, yeah. bring it to him. Like, yeah. like, hey, take this for Take the shirt for Toshi. You know, I had already just e- through him. I don't know who he was. When Frank went, he said, because there's a lot of Americans there. And Frank Frank is, re- was re- is really shy. So I'm like, hey, just go to some Americans. Tell me, hey, let me put my bag down and hang out. And he said that. Toshi saw him with Dead Entry. He's like, where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, it's, then he realized he's a really good friend. And he said they, they were took care of him from, like, they walked on, like, hey. So then I hung out with him the whole time I was there. So he opened up pretty much for me. When I went to 2011, they already knew who we were. They already, like, you know, and they took care of us, like, crazy. That's they awesome. showed us around the shops. And I think for a lot of guys, like, in one, how long did I go? For a week or so? The first time I went? I experienced more in one week than some guys that had been going for years to Japan. Yeah. Which is because, and then I, um, Cole was like, you got to do all this in this trip. I'm like, yeah. How? And I told him, and I told, I, it's kind of weird. I told him because they, they like celebrities, you know. And I told Cole, they think they see you as a celebrity. You're like untouchable, you know. It's like you're a celebrity, you know. You can't, yeah. you're not gonna invite a celebrity. Hey, come to my car show. They be like, what are the odds of that's gonna happen, you know? Yeah. So they, I was not a celebrity, you know. I was just, I'm just the guy that takes pictures. So they welcomed me, like had me as one of them, and I got to do a lot of stuff. And Cole was kind of jealous, like, dude, how the hell did you go to all these shops? I'm like, Toshi, and he's like. How'd you meet them? Like, dude, I'm not a celebrity. He's like, me either. I'm like, I know you don't feel that way, but to them, you're like the man. You know, you're the baddest builder. And I go, I went with all them, but I'm one of them, dude. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a builder. I'm, I'm just hanging out with them, taking pictures like them. I go, so they accepted me as one of them. Like, I'm just hanging out with them. And he was, that's crazy. And I, he's like, what does Toshi do? I'm like, he just does a blog. And he's like, that's it. I'm like, take pictures, put them on the website, and everybody from all over the world looks at him. And Cole was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't really understand, but he's not, yeah. Cole probably, Goes on the computer barely, and you know, still. Right. And uh, Toshi just welcomed me like, "All right, you guys, you're one of us." So when he comes over here, we treat him the same way, and we just establish a. Re- but Frank was a big doing in that, like just because a language, just because he can speak Japanese and speak English. So yeah. it, it, that's he opened it up for us. That's cool. That that sort of plays into something else I wanted to ask about. Like, since I've been following you guys, like at first it was just you two, and it's yeah. it's been cool. Like over the past couple of years, seeing you guys pull in more and more yeah. people into the Denon family, like and Toshi actually a lot of that's what we were wondering. I wonder what the outsider people think. Like if we approached him, and like he said, he approached us saying, "I want." When the first time I heard, I was got a text from Yudai who helps Toshi who helps us mm-hmm. too, a, a Japanese guy. And he said, "Hey, Toshi wants to be dead end." Text, and I'm like. I said, forward to Tom Brother, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> I go, he's, here he is, you know, like, you know, unofficially. And then you just said, I don't know what that means. He's like, that's what he sent me, so I sent it to you. And I go, what, what, what? He goes, yeah. And then he said, I can't tell you. And then the next day he said, send me another text. He's quitting local hero. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Like, he's he's had a lot of, you know, events that are really successful. And he's getting everybody, even to this day, people ask, because you guys have that, you guys sell local hero. It's like, no, it doesn't exist anymore. See, but we, you know, originally we were like, like fuck that, we gotta convince him to keep doing local hero. Like, yeah. how are you gonna quit, Holmes? Like, it's it's the the shit. You know what I mean? It's right. he's got style. He had good people helping him, and then he was you know the force. Like I said, just giving us all the information from Japan. Most people initially would be like, "Oh, you want to quit local hero? Like, 
either try to buy them out or whatever, or like just embrace like, oh fuck yeah, man, we're gonna have him representing us. Like for us, it's like he's I like got, it. He you know, we like good, what like, he's doing. Yeah, like I'm not trying to. I'm a fan of him, so you know, I'm not trying to be a fucking mogul. Like I'm not trying to swoop on everybody. It's like, nah, man, this dude's got a good thing going. Like, why would you quit it? You know. Right. Obviously, it's a good thing that he decided to go with us because I think anybody that he would have said, "Hey, man, I want to help you guys out do your thing." Yes, right away. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're, that's a that's a that's a goal. You're an idiot. You're saying no. Yeah, like he knows everybody. So we're idiots. And, <laughs> and the cool thing I think is he's a real, real car guy. Like he, you know, is the first car he could buy. He bought a '64 Impala. Like 18 years old, he bought an Impala. Like that's a, you know, that's pretty badass. You know, and and he's older than we are, but he's still, you know. Relatively young for being a car guy. Or at least the axiom. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think you know, if we play it right and he and he sticks with us, it's just gonna make us a lot better. You yeah. Know, no, then he pushes. He's he's on top of things. Like he's. Yeah, the Japanese dudes hustling. work a lot harder than we do. I'll tell you that right now. And he's one of the hardest working dudes. He don't fuck around. Yeah. But it's weird to see that because most of the people like we're not used to that. The guys that are genuinely car guys. They don't really care about much. You know what I mean? They just like cars. So that's kind of kind of a setback for us because we really didn't care. We didn't start as one business. Of or, yeah, like we just right. like we just love being out there and, and doing what we do. But it ain't, you know, on, on, like, on paper. Like we didn't have a business plan. This is how it's going to go. We're we, going to take Yeah, over. we wasted a lot of opportunity, a lot of money, a lot of time. But, but I think it's genuine. You know, like the, even with local, with him being part of it, it wasn't like we planned like, oh, Tosh is going to become one of become that anyway at one point. No, it's just... He just felt it was the right thing to do, and we said, "All right." Like he flew, he flew from Japan here just to have a meeting yeah, with just us to right. talk to us. And but it's it's funny because we have been focusing on what we're trying to do here and come back to life. Kind of you know updated our site, you know did the book. Now we're gonna do the documentary and all this stuff. You know trying to get our online store to make some money or whatever. So we still have to take care of that and, and buckle it down to what it is. But we kind of forget that it was a big deal. It was big news. Like we just. We just talked to our homeboys in San Diego, and he's like, "Hey, people ask me, are you still gonna come down in December?" Sure. And I was like, "The fuck, like, yeah, fool, like, why would I not go?" And he's like, "Well, you know, everybody said that, you know, you guys are like got Big a Japan now. chapter now." Yeah, and like, I was what like, the "What the <laughs> hell?" But well, you know, because for us, we've had the relationship with Toshi, we've had our thing in Japan already, kind of going for us a little while, so it's like not new. But when we when people realize like Toshi is. A, lo- a dead and magazine guy now instead of a local hero. They think most people think we bought him out, which yeah. not not and even when, an option. When, when, it's like, funny because we, when we told him, hey, we we got to meet and talk about it. We can't just say, yeah, you're part of dead magazine because, and we told him like you're not the first person to approach us to be part of it. And he's like, and he's he needs it. I know. I'm not. He's, and the same thing is just like us. He's not doing it. He does it for money, but he's not doing it for the money. You know, that's not the right. first reason why he's doing this. So he said, no, with you guys, it feels genuine. Like it feels like, you know, we're family and we have been. You know. What's that? Five years now we've been friends with them. So he just said, hey, I want to continue doing it. I just don't want to. And That's what I told Frank. I go, hey, he needs, because he was asking us, when can we talk? He's going to come in the United States. I told him, like, I can't go to Japan right now or whatever. Right. And it's really tough through email or whatever. So he said, no, he's willing to come to the United States. He wants to really talk to you guys about it. I said, all right. And I told him the date, like, yeah, that'll work. And I said, check this out. He needs to understand. Just because I said I want to talk to him doesn't mean I'm going to say yes. So. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to come and be like, hey, man, you said to come talk, and now you're telling me no. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a different culture. He might think, hey, man, if I'm coming to talk to you, we're <laughs> yeah. going to make some kind of deal, right? Fly right? To like, you're going to fly to the United States, you know, from Japan. Like, 
luckily, you know, we talked and, and I told him straight up, hey man, like, you know, it is a business now, but it's like my last name, Holmes. That's right. why we say Dead in Magazine Familia because you're not just because you got, you know how many photographers have since early days have emailed their portfolios and links like, hey man, I want to do this and, you know, I'm going to help you guys out or so, some of them want to get hired. Some of them are young dudes that just want to learn and whatever. So I'm gonna get all the name kinds of people, you know, all kinds of people have reached out and trying to be, and we've always said no because we like to keep it. And the other thing, a lot of people don't understand that we like to, we like to have a relationship with you. Yeah, not just you like can't oh, just... we hire this guy to shoot for us. You know, it's like you shoot for us because you might not be the best. We you like it's a relationship going. You know, there's a relationship there. It's not just like oh, we hired this guy because he's got a name or he's got this many followers on Instagram and it right. like that. It wasn't like that with Tochi. People might think it's like that from an outsider's view, but it, it was never. Yeah, like there's that. there's better photographers in Japan than Tochi. <laughs> there's really good You know what I'm saying? But, but he... Don't edit that out either. No, I'm just <laughs> nah, but it's true. Like, but, you know, some of them, it's something that they got into recently. No, and then with Tochi, yeah. we know he has good taste. Yeah. There's better photographers than a lot of people, but they, they don't have good taste. They're going to shoot the wrong cars, shoot yeah. the wrong, you know, shoot, or just like, we don't like those cars and they're like why it's a really good car yeah I appreciate it but it doesn't go with Data Magazine and Toshi understands that so he has a little crew that that are local that are Data Magazine that were local here and now they're Data Magazine mm -hmm. got four guys to, with them and I told them Toshi they report to you because I trust your judgment I don't, not that I don't like they they have good taste but you have the judgment like okay this like they like Volkswagen which is neat you know they have some bad picture of badass bus on the floor Cool. It doesn't go on Data Magazine, and yeah. he understands that they don't. They're like, this is really it's lowered. It's old. It's not an American. It's not an American car. It's not an American traditional car. Sorry, we're not going to showcase it. And Toshi understands that. Okay, you know, so them, they report to you, and then you report to us because we we have this. You know, we've had this going for a while. We don't want to change it up, and you know. But I think if it, it really does benefit both. You know, he's doing a car show now in in uh, May coming up. And we're going to promote, you know. And people are starting to trust our judgment if we say, hey, this is a good show to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to put our logo and put our name on it if it's not going to be something good. So I know his track record, every event that he's hosted has been killer. Killer. So this is going to be better, you know, or as good. So we're going to help him promote, hey, check out, this is the show to go to next year, you know, in Japan. And you know, that's where he's going to benefit highly, you know, because he's taught, you know, there's, um, like, Munez has it very well established, but it's been a long time, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? They, it ain't nothing new. Their show is an old show, and they spend a lot of money. A they bring money. they bring their invited guests, they bring cars, like, they do it really, really good. They do a really good job of killer-ass car show. So, you know what I mean? That's an established show. Tochi's shows are still new, so we're just going to help him, you know, do do his thing even if we don't get tons of people from outside the country to come you know we just help him promote his show even helping him sell tickets in japan you know what i mean because he spends a lot of money you know booking the places and all the bullshit that you got to do to get a car show going so but i don't know it's still like you said we've been focusing on our shit so much recently that um, we haven't done too much as dead Magazine in japan but we've got some stuff that we've already discussed like this is what we want to do and we're going to go forward with it, you know, most likely next year we're going to do a lot more, cool. you know, and we are going back uh, May to go do his show and spend time there. And we're bringing friends again, which is cool. It's last year we went for uh, the Classic Legends and we brought a big group of people from Northern California that went with us and they want to go back. Had a blast, man. You know? cool. And I think if you go, you, you want to go back. Yeah. That's and it's cool that they're not 
technically invited. They just want to come, you know, like people that are that are in the car scene, you know, then they're like, fuck it, we want to go, you know, and they go out there, spend their own money, but they ha- it's worth it, man. It's a good experience and it's cool. No, no, the Japanese car people are really loyal, I guess. Like, how you can say, like they, uh, like the first, we, when we first, like on the, you know, on the internet, you can see statistics of who's looking at your website. Mm-hmm. Before I went, like, we sell stuff to Germany, we sell stuff to Australia, cool, we get, we get a, a lot of following in Japan and we don't sell anything. We've never shipped anything, we don't get people, and like, what the hell? When I went, I realized they want to meet people. Mm-hmm. They want the genuine. They want to know the people behind They want to it. buy it from the person that makes it. Yeah. They want American-made stuff. They want so when I first went, they we sold a lot of stuff. Cause they, and then I, I told Frank like, "Oh the hell, like they don't buy anything." It's like when I went, I realized, "Oh shit, they want to buy it from me. Like they want to buy it from us. They want to, they want to know that you were there. Like they want to. It's crazy. They're real, and then they become real fans. Like they, they're still wearing dead hats, you know. And it's like, damn, that like, haven't made that in four years, you know. And they still were wearing it. Now so it's kind of cool." To see that, and it's like, damn, these people—they're about it. That's cool. I mean, it's a big deal to them. To like, yeah, it's yeah, they really deal. appreciate the fact that you take the time and to go over there, to go out there, and like I said, we go and we hang out at the shop. And it, it's and, you know, it's all about in Japan. They're really respectful and about hierarchy. So they like if all oh, these guys are slaps, they like they go out of their way to treat you nice, treat you right, treat you better than family. Cool. They find they find out I like a certain kind of drink. Every shop I go to, they have that drink. It's like, dude, <laughs> what the hell? You know, Tosi right. tells them that he likes to drink this. So every shop they come here. Here's your wow. fuck. All right, cool. Like, nuts. Like likes to drink gravy. <laughs> gravy. <laughs> Bring gravy. Uh, but they're they're, you know, they're really respectful people. I think it's cool, man. It makes you. It make it made me. You know, uh, think about the fact that we don't appreciate what we really do. You know, oh, like yeah. being there really made me appreciate it. You know, like fuck, man, these guys. Like I can't get my shit together to build my fucking cars, and they are fucking. Building cars at home. Oh, and then, with, and then you, they're they're home built cars, and you think like I'm like, how the fuck can you afford this? And they're really guys that work on their own shit, and they're really detour-oriented culture that they they don't spend money like us. You know, they don't go yeah. buy a bunch of new shoes. They have they. Yeah, that's that's the difference. Like they literally will wear the same clothes and eat, you know, right, low yeah. budget shit to make sure their car is built. And I won't do that. I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I'll go I'll go spend eight dollars a beer. <laughs> because that's the favorite beer you know what I mean like it's very different the discipline and the dedication and that's really what it takes if I was dedicated enough I'd be cruising two cars right now you know what I mean mm-hmm. and all the cars that I've owned in the past that I never finished or whatever or even just putting money in the bank and being able to buy a dope you know nice pretty well car like they do that even if the guys that are spending 25 grand shipping in Nepal over there you know it's 25 grand homes it's not you know what I mean like just something and you think like yeah, you know they they got some money now, man. They literally saved, yeah. You know as much as they could specifically because they want to be low riding, you know, or they want to build a custom or whatever. Like, and then when I went to Bonneville, I kind of got the same feeling. Like, fuck, man. I just went because I um you know I have to go. This is what I do. I, I going to Bonneville is one of the things we have to do. But I went out there and I realized. You know, some of these dudes have worked the whole year on these damn race cars to run it like once. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, I went out there and that's a, it's an older crowd, man. You know what I mean? It's older dudes. But it's like, fuck, man, that's that's some pretty serious passion. There's universities and high dollar people that have a lot of money into their cars. But there's dudes that are just, you know, homeboy and his son and, you know, one of his brothers or couple family members and they're building whatever they can build and they're going and breaking records man they're 
they're engineering new shit and they're you know what I mean doing things for aerodynamics and weight and all this bullshit and going out there and testing their cars when they get the chance to and it's like damn like that's that's dedication it's yeah. it's a journey it's a it's a experience it's it's a lot of work to to say hey man we're gonna have this car ready we're gonna run it and it's like Break to it. me because I'm not into hauling ass I'm like what the fuck man that's crazy dude you know but it's it's pretty damn cool because you know even the dudes, they don't break a record. They don't get a trophy. They don't know. Go back even, next year and try it again. Nobody even yeah. mentions them, dude. They're just one of the you know thousand people out there trying to drive a car or you know trying to run a car, and it's like, but that's not why they do it, man. They just do it because that's what they're into. You know that they, they put their heart and soul into these engines, and just to go haul ass. And I'm like, damn, that'd be fucking dope to experience that. You know what I mean? Like go. Yeah. 300 miles an hour or 100 and whatever the fuck into the hot rod man like shit but that's one of the things that I what I saw right away when I was in Japan like man these fools you know there's a lot of people here in the car scene that they take an old car and just slam the fuck shit out of it and they're a cool guy man they're just doing it to be cool and it's like that's not the way it is in Japan there's some you know there's some young dudes that it's a trend but the dudes that we really got to know and we hung out with, like, you see, you go in the shop and you're like, man, they're badass and you see this car new. And then you look on the wall and there's pictures from the fucking 90s. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, these dudes ain't new to this, man. Yeah. They've been doing it. And you're talking about before eBay, they were buying parts. Yeah. And coming to Pomona, buying and shipping them, you know, like, taking them with them on the plane. Like, that's dedication, man. You know what I mean? You can't like, get mad at that. I don't know how people get mad at that. Yeah. But like right. I said, they don't experience, if you don't go experience it, you just think, oh, they're taking Americans' cars. It's yeah. like, well, you buy it. You know what I mean? Like, you keep it. Right. Get, keep it here. You, you can't because they're not, you're not as dedicated as them. Like, and then know. they got to deal with, with laws, street, you know, oh, the yeah. streets yeah. ain't wide. The average home does not have a garage. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, where do you even build a car? You know and what I'm saying? Guys, these guys are, even though it's Japan, these guys are, those guys are, you know, Blue collar workers like that. Yeah, they work factories. Eh? They're not, you know what I mean? They're not dudes with a bunch of money. Yeah, they work in Toyota or they work in the cars. rice fields and they're like, they're, you know, yeah. like, well, we, 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 Nagoya, where, what they call Custom City, which right. is where like all the known shops are and there's a bunch of guys that just build on the garage and there's a bunch of choppers, little Japanese girls riding fucking knuckleheads and shit. And you go in and like, fuck, like, they're about it. Like, they ain't no joke, you know what I mean? Nagoya, it's it, it, kind of like Selena's. Like, it's a, they say it's a country. It's country right. because it ain't... There's fields. There's fields, you know, there's rice fields and shit. And these guys work that. They're working for the plants, Toyota, you know, and Honda, all that stuff. And it's like, fuck, you know, when, when you see the car, like, oh, it's got high money. Like, it ain't, right. it's, it's expensive here. Over there. And you see them, you're like, what the fuck, this guy's young. Or you meet dudes that they uh, drive a classic car, whatever. Some of it's like 70s pickups, yeah. you know, some of it's Volkswagen vans like we're talking about. But that's their only car? You're like... yeah. That's the, this is your car? Like, this is what you drive? And like, yeah, and then I take the... Train everywhere. Their system, you know, whatever the train they got. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, this is what... Or I ride a bike to work. Holy shit, man, that's gangster. Like, I can't <laughs> not have my fucking car. I need AC car. in here. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need... Well, now I got family, but, you know, you need, a, you need a decent car. That's the way we are here. And they're like, nah, man, I need an old car. That's what I need. And they get, you know, or a Harley or whatever they're into, and it's like... Fuck. That's, that's to me, that's impressive, because... Maybe yeah, you're right. Maybe it's they're mimicking the American style. Yeah, they are. But fuck, man, they're they're about it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of I always related. No, and to then it. and then now I think Junichi, he changed it up where they have their own style that we try to oh, yeah. do now. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they switched Junichi's it up. A, is it Paradise? Paradise, Paradise Road. Road yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He built some amazing he stuff. He built some crazy shit. And I think he's one of the forefront to be like, all right, I'm going to do what they do with my own twist. And they have so, they're so detail-oriented. Like, the paint jobs, fuck. Like, yeah. to me, so now guys here are calling it, they'll paint cards and say, oh, I'm doing it Japanese style. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it started here. Yeah. But they yeah. do such a Even though they're taking the style that was originally done here back in the day, they're doing it in their way. You know what I mean? And then it's, they really, it stands out. Yeah, I mean, they they really put a twist on it over there. So yeah. it's so different that it's And, and really I think they don't have, right here, you know, a lot of people are scared yeah. to, you know, keep it. It's kind of traditional, but it's not. They're scared that it, people are going to look at it like, oh, it's not traditional or, or whatever. There's rules. They don't have rules over there. You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Yeah, when you're really kind of, like, they really are, you know, so far away. Like, some of those guys have never been to the United States. So they are an outsider. So they kind of, they're they're just doing it trying to be American style, traditional style, whatever, then it ends up being different, but it actually looks cool. You yeah. know what I mean? like, And it's cool to us to see different shit because here, you know, the majority of the people are building kind of staying some real line. similar shit as everyone has always built, just a different right. color or, oh, I put different taillights or, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I did a different grill or like... They're not scared to go. You know. And they have style. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like Junichi's uh, what, Rodriguez. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the first car I remember seeing Star Wires on that wasn't like an eighties yeah. GM car. <laughs> see, and, and but see, people here like like you were saying, you're scared. Like if you got a hot rod, you know what I'm saying. And that that thing, what does it have a fucking like? Um, what engine does that thing have? Anyway, it has like a tr- you know an old engine. It doesn't have. I don't think it has a small block three fifty in it. I'm no. pretty sure. I forget what it has. But anyway, you got you're doing something like a real hot rod. You're not even gonna consider putting Star, Star Wars on, right? And then it was like fucking, those big bullets, yeah, on it. yeah, yeah. Big bullets, and then crazy jumps. Fucking bad, dude. Yeah, like that car. And then it, that's the thing. I to think me. he opened up where, people, where the Japanese weren't scared anymore either. Like they're like, fuck, we can do our own thing. Yeah. And the Rodriguez sold to America, right? You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> built in Japan, now it's sold here. It's like fuck, that's amazing. Like, and in re- in reality, because we're so set on traditional, like if you're building a hot rod. And you're gonna go like he did, like kind of show style, but but real custom. Right. You're either gonna go too far this way or too far that way, and it's gonna look like shit. Well, he did it right down the middle. It's yeah. traditional, in my opinion. That's a traditional car. Sure, sure. But motherfucker has like <laughs> floating fenders and running boards, and like it's no, it's sick, dude. It, and it looks killer. Right. But that's the difference, like not being afraid to say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna do this." Like. And then most people, if you would tell he does what I'm doing, you'd be like, you're an idiot. You're fucking up a hot rod. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... Like, I couldn't... I, you can't pull it off, you know, but he did, and that's... I mean, but he's really, really creative. Like, he yeah. has cars with rebar, chrome-plated <laughs> yeah. rebar, and it's like... And he, he he's real resourceful. Like, his taillight on his bike is a cup that he found in, like, a, yeah. cross a, a or something. plastic cup that has the ribs inside yeah. of it. Yeah, uh-huh. and just cut shades just and cut, cut and cut, and it's like, fuck. Like, I mean, he just saw, he probably came like, fuck, that thing's cool, I'm gonna buy that cup. Make it a tail. Yeah, he's his shit is really, and then that's one of the dudes. Like you, you, you go, really looking back, he started in the eighties. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like most people here. Yeah, you know, there's a handful of the old shops like Brizios and shit like that that are like, yeah, we, you know, we've been in business since this, you know. But in Japan, you were building cars in the eighties. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Like that's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's. He earned that respect. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, like he's a bad dude, and that to me, as like I said, is this just the thought of the the yeah. He's, a, he's not a trendsetter in Japan. He's a trendsetter worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool because 
you know, he he was he's the one dude that was always here from Japan. You know what I mean? Like Paso Robles and shit like that. But still, people didn't know who he was. He was just a Japanese guy, you know, until he brought his car over here. That's nuts. Yeah. And then realized, damn, and then now thanks to the internet, then you see some of the cars he's built, and they're fucking cool, man. Like, really impressive, you know. His own style, definitely. Yeah. I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was the the documentary of... So how'd you guys get set up with that? And uh, I guess what could people expect to see in it? Um, I just watched it last night, dude, because I, <laughs> I had already seen it, obviously. We yeah. we watched it, but it's one of those... It's not like a movie where I could remember everything. I'm like, fuck, I don't remember what is in there. I don't remember but, what I said. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it the, the way it came about was just because we were looking... we. Uh, want to do more video you know mm-hmm. just car related videos like I did a couple already just wanted to keep doing that um, I didn't feel that we were capable of it because I'm not a video guy neither is my brother so we were looking to collaborate with somebody like hey man we need to create some video the, the one of the guys that my brother went to school with high school he he uh, mm-hmm. is doing video with his dad and his brother and they got a company going or whatever so we caught wind of it and we're like hey man let's go talk to him you know see if you know, they can help us do some video. Well, we had no idea what type of company they had or what they did or anything. We just went to talk, say, hey, man, you know, we want to do some videos. And then basically what they do is kind of a really quality commercial type stuff. So it was out of our budget. But, you know, we just went to talk to them. And then just in talking to them, we were explaining to them kind of what we do. And Here then, you knew Carlos knew. Carlos was kind of like I went to high school with him and we were like best friends or anything. Yeah, but he didn't know much about. No, he didn't know. He didn't know much about cars, but he kind of was followed that in on Facebook. Kind of, we were doing something, so he was kind of a fan, you know, a little bit. And then when we told him, he found out like, oh shit, you guys. And we just talked. They just just explaining to him what we do and stuff. And then he, I guess, he talked to his brother, and his brother's like, man, maybe, you know, these guys have a good enough story that we can, because he said they had already talked about we need to do some type of documentary. They, they, They do commercial work and they want to do more film like right. documentaries and more films yeah stuff. when someone hires you you don't really have a lot of freedom yeah, right. you know what I mean and then they want to do something local they're from Salinas you know what I mean so they decided and then we went back and talked to them and I was like fuck man like yeah when we went talking we're like we were kind of we talked for like I don't know an hour or so just talking about what we do alright cool and we're like alright we can't afford them so we're kind of like bummed not bummed but we're like fuck well, we only gotta find another video guy and then he calls back I'm like Carlos we can't afford you guys he goes no no we won't come talk to my brother we want to talk and we're like and we literally were like, what, the f- what are we going to talk about? We can't afford them. They're really good. You know, we don't, we can't even have that money. If we have that money, we buy a car. <laughs> and then, so we went back and we're like, we don't know. We literally, he didn't tell us what. And then we talked to his brother and his brother's like, I really want to get into doing documentaries. My brother told me your story. His, he's like, we want to do a documentary about you guys. And I think it started out with like, he's want to do something to put up on YouTube or Vimeo. Mm-hmm. And they went to cruise night the first thing they did, huh? Yeah. He's like, we'll film you guys going into the cruise night, the one cruise night we host in San Jose. Like we'll tag along with you guys film and we'll do from there and they really we really didn't have a plan and then it goes they didn't have a plan to see how it goes and they said that the crew that they're really like fuck this is really cool it's really I think, impressive I think if you think about it as an outsider like there's a lot of people in our community some of them that even know us personally they don't know what we really do they're like oh you guys got an online magazine like yeah that's kind of like saying you have a or blog. They, go, they say you go to Japan for cars, they go, <laughs> you know, like, but they don't know. They're not yeah, like they don't realize what it what it really is that we do. And then, so let's say you're one of those people, and you go with us to the cruise night. Then you get there, tons of cars, yeah. right? Plus and then cars. we know everybody. 
You know, I mean, most people that come to that are, are friends of ours or people that we know through the scene or whatever. And then there's people that flew in from Japan to be here for the cruising, and they rode with us. And, you know, we did a caravan, and we drove all the way up there. Then you think, fuck, you know. There's a reason why. Yeah, they got something going. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of, I think, what happened with them is they saw, like, Toshi was here, Yudai was here from Japan. Ken the Flat Top was Genia, here. Ken the Flat Top, whatever. Then the Starlight guys drove up from L.A. With you guys drove from Oregon. Church, and, you know, there was, there was a, a car from Texas. Like, there was people from out of the state and then Southern California that came to our cruise night. And I think that kind of made, that'll make you think, like, yeah, okay, I, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of pretty pretty big deal of a cruise night, I guess, you know. So, I think that's kind of what happened is they were outsiders and they saw, like, holy shit, like, they're obviously got yeah, something going. But see, if you're not into cars, you'll never know that's going on. And, like, you know. Yeah, and in reality, how how much of a big deal is it really? But it's not that it's a big deal. It's just that that's the kind of relationships that we've established with people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where they'll drive, you know, because we drive. We'll yeah. go to some Yeah, and it's not a commercial thing. We don't, it's free. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a cruise, a bunch of people hanging out. That's another thing is most people that have that type of following and, and that type of support, they capitalize on as much as they can financially. Mm-hmm. And We're we really idiots. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we really haven't at all. I don't know. It's one. I think it's one of those things like, you know, people don't get it because very few people really understand that you don't do things just for money. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of, I always try to compare it like music. Like, if you're in a band and you're getting down, you know, most people want to sign. They want to have a label behind them and tour. But your whole life is going to change. You yeah. know, like their whole life is going to change. They're now you don't play what you want. Now you play what they tell you. No, what you're play. hired to play. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have to yeah, wear. I think that's what for us we could do. It. We could shoot whatever we want, whenever yeah. we want, however but, we want. But if you just play music for fun, and because you really just, just this is you write your songs and you play the you taught yourself how to fucking play the guitar. Like I didn't learn. My dad wasn't a guitar player. I just learned because I wanted to or whatever. That's kind of what we did, man. We just did it because we like it. We didn't. Nobody really taught me how to use a camera, man. You know what I mean? Like, I just started doing it. You know what I mean? Nobody really told me how to lay out. You know, nobody told us how to lay it out. Nobody told us how to market this. Nobody really... We didn't even try. We didn't even, like, look it up. Like, hey, how do you go about marketing? You know, we didn't even do the research. We were just like, fuck it, man. We like cars. We're going to go pass out flyers, you know? So, I kind of compare it to that. Like, you can be a band that is well-known and respected and you don't have to be commercialized you don't have to be you know what i'm saying you don't have to be on the radio you know and but you know if you want to make money you gotta be on the radio yeah sure. that's the way it works you know what i mean so it's like some of the people that are just genuinely musicians they could go their whole life never signing to a label or never making that big deal that big contract and, and going platinum but their music is so good that they get known and they do make a living and they live doing it for their whole life. And you talk to them like now, some of these dudes are 50 or whatever and they still love going out on the road and sharing their music and meeting young musicians and, you know what I'm saying, right. meeting the people that support them and going to other countries. And you know, I feel like when we go to Japan, we kind of are on tour, man. You know, yeah. we're going to the show, doing what we do, promoting ourselves, coming back with all kinds of good material, making new friends. You know, and just establishing ourselves more, but more so experiencing and literally going broke or getting in debt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. hey, three three grand just, just to fly, fly. home. Right. like, fuck. You know what I mean? And then we got to eat. We got to get hotels. 
We got to try to make merchandise. Like, I mean, there's a lot of money. And then we come back and we don't have anything, man. And people think that we're doing big things. And, and technically, as a brand, I guess we are. But well, Yeah, you got to see how, what, do you, what success. Yeah, like, you what, know, do you, what, what do you consider success? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you go through. I mean, we're talking about in, in, in uh, you know, three months or whatever, four months, we're going to get close to being doing this for 12 years. So we're not, I'm not the same dude that I was when I was 22. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it, you know, we've, we've grown, we've, our lives have changed, things have changed. So, you know, we, we try to adapt, but in reality, you know, the real, the real reason why we do it is just because we like cars. So we tried to kind of show that in the documentary, but cool. there's just so much there to be said, you know? And I think as a documentary, like, you know, when you're creating something for people to watch, People like drama, you know what I mean. Like if you watch the TV shows, you know they 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 make the car TV shows with whoever's got the craziest people in the shop, you right. know, because they want wrenches to be thrown and then to sell ratings. <laughs> they want you to light fireworks and you know fuck around or whatever. And I understand that. And the business aspect, that's what people like. So when they were trying to do the documentary, we had to talk a lot about our my dad, you know, shit that like we did start in it. You know, it's true, it's real. Like we started it right after my dad passed away. And he, you know, we were young, you know what I mean? He was young, he was 46, which is really young, you know? And then, you know, kind of touch on where we grew up, because we really did grow up with no money. My dad had five kids. My mom is a real Mexican lady, don't even speak English, you know what I mean? Don't work, you know, stay at home, mom, take care of the kids. My dad didn't hardly make much money, you know what I mean? He was a hardworking dude, but... Self-employed. Being an, five kids. being an illegal, you know what I mean? And and having that problem of, you know, no driver's license, no bank account, no right. whatever, all this kind of shit that, that he was dealing with. Um, you know, we never ended up like, you know, he never ended up making a lot of money. He made good money with his business at certain points, but for the most part, in the beginning, even especially when we were very young, he worked for other people. So that, you know what I mean? They kind of wanted to capture that. And then Selena's being... Know what it is like 35 murders this year, right? You know what I mean? Like, fucking seven killings in, in the month of September or whatever, like breaking and entries, like all the bullshit that happens here. It's pretty bad, you know. What I mean, it really is like, like you know, it's common, it's not, it's not, you know, like a ridiculous, but it is a, a rough town, you know. What I mean, and we did grow up, you know, going to the elementary school where that's where. You know what I mean? We, we we went to school as kids where the poor kids went to school. All the kids in our neighborhood, their parents worked the fields. They were fucking broke. They weren't, you know what I mean? They were people that, family of, of six, seven in a one-bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? We had a, a three-bedroom house, and all our friends were like, oh, you guys are rich. Yeah, like, you know, people people like, you know, people grew up with that. People that we grew up around, they were fucking poor, man. Not, not You know what I mean? They were poor, dude. Like, you, you think now, like, I think about it, I'm like, God damn, like. You but know, see, I think my, our friends did such a good job. We didn't realize you're poor. Yeah, you know, just growing up like that's how we grew. <laughs> that's how we grew up. And then I was like, look back, like, how oh, the fuck were they able to? Were they able to do it? You know, yeah. Break, yeah, take like, care of myself. Like, you know, like, and you know what I mean. And that's what, like, that's how you know when when we you realize like when like when I was first, my sister and I were first born. My parents had to live with my aunt, you know, and shit, shit like that, little house, or whatever. Like, that's kind of one of the parts that people want to talk about because they see. <clears throat> I think you can consider us a good example for kids that are growing up in that situation. Because the majority of the time, those kids feel like... No hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't afford to go to college. You can't... 
know what I mean? You're kind of looked at as, as pretty hopeless, eh? and you feel that sometimes when they're a kid. We didn't feel that because my dad was a pretty smart dude, and he made us feel like we could do whatever the fuck we wanted to do. You know what I mean? And he did it. You know, he did it to where he was in illegal. He he actually had a criminal record. You know, he had a background as as you know, kind of a bad kid or whatever. But he turned his life around, and then he raised his family. And you know, unfortunately, he passed away way too young. But I think that's kind of one of the things that 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 people wanted to see and want to talk about, like, because in reality, when we did start, if you looked at it as a business, we did have everything against us. You know what yeah. I mean, everything was, you know, I'm I'm technically uneducated, man. I I have a I can't spell for shit. You know what I mean? Like, I technically am a high school dropout. I didn't I didn't get a high school diploma. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff that that you would think, you know would hold you back, you know what I mean, like, and then no, no, like I said, we didn't have no experience, we didn't have any money, like, we didn't have, like, when my dad passed away, we didn't get money, man, we got debt, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. we got lawyers calling us about the house, like, we didn't get any money, you know, we didn't leave, most people, the parents got life insurance, or, <clears throat> we didn't get that, man, we we got nothing, we got left with debt, you know, we had to pay the, the mortgage after he passed away, and everybody was young, you know what I mean, like I said, I was 22, you know what I mean, and my mom, didn't work. So we were left in a shitty situation. But that's what made us decide, like, now we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Now we're going to do something. You know what I mean? So I think that's the part that, that they wanted to show more. <clears throat> but there's so much behind it. And me personally, I don't want it to be... Like, I don't want to portray Dead Magazine as that type of story because... I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, fucking life was really shitty. and You know, or like we're some kind of thugs or something. We're not. It's not. You know what I mean? It's not. Sometimes in the beginning we were looked at like that. You know we're what I mean? Like people didn't sometimes. you know, people didn't trust us or whatever. Yeah. And I kinda had a chip on my shoulder when I was younger, you know what I mean, because of where I grew up and who I hung out with, but I'm not like that anymore, you know what I mean? And and it's kinda comes with the territory growing up in Salinas. Like if you wanna go party you're gonna deal with shit. You know, if you wanna go cruising, you're gonna deal with shit being young yeah. and being in the streets or whatever. But I think that's kinda what people wanna hear about, like how you, you know, the things that you dealt with. And it's like, I don't think that's what needs to be talked about. I think this is about cars, and that's what we do. You know what I mean? So, we've always been like that. We've always never wanted to show the, I don't know how to say, like, it's about cars. It's not about right. us. It's not about our background. It's not about, like, what we have to go through. It's, it's about the fucking cars. And I, we want the work to show that. We don't want, like, oh, damn, this guy had to do this. This guy didn't go to school. I mean, I went to school, but they didn't learn. They didn't go tradition to learn how to use photography. They didn't, you know. They didn't work for any other magazines. I mean, I entered, but I never worked for another car magazine. These guys didn't. Their dad wasn't a car guy. We don't need him to say all that. Hopefully, our work speaks for itself. That's all that. In the, in the end, that's all that really matters to us. And that even, like, in the beginning, people would ask us, like, you know, they would see us and, and see our last name, and they'd be like, hey, you guys are Mexican, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and they would think, you need to embrace that, man. Like, you need to... Oh, yeah, people email us. Like, like, emailing us, like, hey, man, you guys are Chicanos, man. That's right on. Like, we, you're, you know, you should be proud. And I'm like, well, fucking I am. And they're like, they kind of want you to kind of preach to the, to your, your, you Chicanos know. Chicanos to Yeah, like. And, it's been, and, 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 and we've always been there, like, our work should speak for itself. That's okay. the way I feel. That's what I said. I was like, you know what? If you see this as a product, whatever you see from Data Magazine, and you think it's cool, and then you see that it's me and my Just brother creating Juan and it. Jesus doing it, like, <clears throat> like you know, like then that should be all it takes. I don't have to say, you know, even though obviously we're really proud, you know what I mean. And like I said, I mean we're Spanish speaking dudes. Like we're, 
Mexican dudes, you know what I mean? But I don't think you have to push that. You know, right. some people see that as an advantage and it, and it gets Mexican people behind you or whatever. People support you more because they feel you as an underdog. And in reality, if you really think about it, 2004, you're starting a traditional Hot Rod Custom Lowrider magazine. Most of the dudes that are established, most of them are white dudes. And mm. then they don't really even take you as, as a threat. Like, you're not, they don't even take you serious. They're like, all right, whatever. And especially where the cameras we had at the time. <laughs> like, everything we had was low budget and low quality. We were in a Honda Civic, like, you know what I mean? Or a Toyota mini truck, like. They didn't. They didn't see us as a threat, but that's what I'm saying. Or they didn't. They didn't. Have, they didn't think we. Like, they didn't take you serious, seriously. Yeah. You know, right. if you ever even consider trying to hit somebody up to do business, if they're established, they're not gonna look at you serious. And, and I think I think our work spoke well though, because there's guys that be like, "Well, who's behind you guys?" And we're like, "Us." Well, who does the photography? Him. Who does yeah. the graphic design? I do. Who owns the website? We do. Who uh, designed your shirt? Who designed you your know? logo? Who done? We do. And it's like, some of them. I don't know if they never believed us. You know, they never seen some of that. And we're, and we never did. We didn't do it as oh, this this is our way in. It was just like that's, that's all we had. So we had each other, and that's it. Yeah. I think that's where that's what the documentary, you know, it tells you a little bit about our background, like what we did in the beginning, and then it just. It, it see, <laughs> I think even them. When we were talking to Carlos, one of the guys who was part of it. He said, and talking the last time, he said, I, "I'm I'm happy with it. I really like the documentary. He was really happy with it." And he said to him, him and Dad are watching it again, and he's like, "There's some now that I got to know you guys doing this documentary." so much more we could have said and I go yeah but then we have you know a 10 hour documentary and he said there's so much more we could have touched more on your dad and we could have touched more on uh, like we don't have a lot of stuff the photographs we have from 2004 but we don't have any audio video you know we didn't think like oh this is stuff that we're going to keep in the future we got to do this for the future like we got to you know this has got to be in our history of data magazine like, we didn't think of that you know you just think right. fuck hopefully we make it and he said that Carter was man there's stuff that's like man I wish we had video of you guys in 2004 passing off flyers I'm like well why would I start making a documentary if we haven't even, you know, like, why would we, we didn't think that was important back then, you know? Right. And he said that's, because that's what we, he said, he think it's, that it's lacking that in a little bit, but he said, I think it's a good story no matter what. And I, I'm happy with it. He's happy with that. I think another big difference too for us is, is uh, if you think about right now, you know, a 20 year old kid, because that's my brother was 20, right? A 20 year old kid going to a car show and passing out fires of what he does, there, there is, they're out there, right? There's young yeah. dudes oh, yeah, doing yeah, their thing, doing right? It, yeah. But the majority of them, their mentality is, I gotta get in with this guy, or I gotta get this, or I gotta, I gotta get a celebrity. Yeah, you know what I mean, I gotta get pictures. Like of, we've we've never been the we've never still to this day aren't the kind of people try to push on known car people or they're not. You know what I mean? Cool. Like they, they want to go get a picture of this guy's car because he's popular. They want to go here. They only want to go to these shows. Oh, this guy wearing my shirt? No, fuck that. You know what, what I mean? Like we didn't have that mentality. We were just out there trying to get everybody to see what we do and trying to learn how to do it you know what I mean and that's I think that's a that's one of the things is it's our downfall but it's our biggest you know it's the best it's our yeah, advantage yeah. I, I, I think, think it made us stand out you know what I mean because we didn't do that you didn't hear about us through one of the you know biker build offs that was coming on TV at the time or whatever like what are you talking about I had a four second cameo with someone the <laughs> biker build off but you know what I'm saying a lot of young dudes because we've met them and you know they have a clothing brand even if it's not car related they're like hey man we're gonna do this and they they tell us hey hook me up with this guy and I'm like I don't think I've ever fucking said that to anybody, man. Like, I might have told you to hook me up with a girl. <laughs> but not, you know what I mean? Like, that's all their intention is like, hey, I want, like, hey, I want man. so and so to wear my you shirt. You know this guy? You know this dude? Like, nah, man, it, it's different. You know, like the Boulevardos. Everybody kind of that was originally, they all liked what we did and they just supported. supported. Instead of us being like, hey, man, you guys should support us and check out what we do. It's just. 
a mutual you, respect. Yeah, like you could tell that we like cars really, you know, so you guys, people kind of feel like a connection. Like these dudes are kind of the same way we are, man. They like the traditional, they like the lowriders, they like, you know, that's different as opposed to like, hey, man, you know the Boulevardo guys? Hey, man, ask them to put their stickers on, on you put my stickers on their car. Like people ask us that kind of shit all the time, and I'm like, or how'd think, you get this guy to wear your shirt? What the fuck? Like, like, I don't think I really ever did that, man. And I definitely didn't even think about it at, at the beginning. We were just like having fun. Learn, like when we first created one thing, we were like, fuck, man, that's cool. Oh, I remember, you know I mean? I remember when we first made our shirt, you're like, damn, our logo's on a shirt. Yeah. Now it's not the same. It doesn't have the same impact. You know, like now when I go, oh, fuck, I hope that shirt sells. And, you know, like I want to do more. And I'm, I, we still get excited. There's always stuff that keeps us excited. Like the book was really exciting. Going to Japan, we were excited still. Going on different traveling, it's exciting. But when we first started, just having our name on a flyer that was printed nicely, you know, not not a copy at Kinko's. Yeah, having okay. a business card. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? like, Which uh, fools don't even want them anymore. They yeah. just have their Instagram. What's your Instagram? <laughs> yeah, with, you know, your but Instagram. that you know, even the book was a is a really good example of recently feeling like man, you know, pictures we hadn't looked at in a while, and then you have to we have to decide what picture goes where, what cars we're gonna use. What size of format? What's going to be on the cover? Super critical. What, you know, is there going to be words? Like, all this shit is, it's fun to say, fuck, man, check this out, man. We created a book. Like, every picture you see in there, except for, like, four of them, is either me or him. And you look at it, and I could tell you, that was when I went to Bonneville. That was when I went to Texas. That, you know, boom, I went to New York, or I went to Japan, or this is the first time I met this dude, or damn, I remember this car was fucking cool. Or, like... Just all the experiences and then putting it in a book and even the, like I said, the creative part of saying, hey, man, check it out. You know, we, me and him had to sit there with nobody else, not some office full of creative directors or graphic designers, just me and him. Advertisers telling us what to do. Yeah, looking at the book and printing them out and saying this picture, that picture, this car, that car, too much contrast, black and white, blah, blah. Creating that's the same shit we did in the beginning. Like we designed a, a flyer that we thought was cool and we were excited about it and it was fun. Where I think people now they're only looking at how am I gonna make money, man? You know what I mean? Like right off the bat they're like, Hey, I'm a photographer, I wanna take pictures of this famous dude, or I want to take pictures of this famous girl, or I wanna sell my pictures, like man, people would even ask, like, Hey, how can I buy your pictures? And I'm like, You can't. Like they're ours, you know what I mean? Like you can't. Like now you can buy my book and I've done we've done things here and there, but it wasn't a different mentality when you're like hey how are we gonna make money as opposed to this is what we do man this is what, like you know like i said with music like when you create a song you're not thinking hey, i'm gonna make millions off this song if it if it gets on you know if it becomes the, the soundtrack for this movie okay. you're just thinking i feel good about this song man this is this is me homes this is you know my me and my homies as a band putting our music out there or as whatever kind of music you do like this is coming out of me, man. This is me. I feel good, and it doesn't matter who hears it or not. I like it. And you can play it for yourself. You play it for your family, your friends, and you feel good. That's kind of what we did. You know, just still doing it. You know what I mean? And, that, you know, as a business, we're failing. But we still do, you know, but, you know what I'm saying? Because we still treat it the same way we've always treated it. Like, it ain't going to have that dead-end logo unless it's representing us. That's why... We don't have a lot of people coming in and doing shit for us. You know what I mean? Even That's a real tight knit family. Yeah. There's, there's and there's a lot of people that have helped us that don't like our scissors help us at the booth. Mm-hmm. We have you know our big watch out. He's always helping us with whatever we need. We have a we have a core group of people that help us. But dead in magazine, dead in magazine is just us. 
Even our friend Robert, he's in the documentary a lot, and he can say a lot because he did a lot with us. But no one, Nobody, yeah, people that he's met don't even remember him because he's not a talker. He's not. He's just there to have fun, you know. Yeah, most people don't know him, but he's a real car guy. It's like, you know, I met him when he was a teenager. He was still in high school, and he's I mean, already I, building I mean, cars I mean, in I high school. I played football with him, and uh, we didn't always end up talking about cars. Everybody else, you know, so we ended up high school going to parties, and everybody talking. We start talking about cars. So he's he's in the documentary. He knows he's been around since we started. And he, you know, he meets a bunch he of He saw it. You know, he sees us. He would sit there and brainstorm with us about shit. So he knows kind of the processes that we went through in the beginning. And so he could say, he's in the document because he could tell you he's not somebody that, you know. We have people in there that are, that are very respectable and in the business. And, you know, like, and it was a huge compliment, some of the things they said. Because we didn't ask them to say anything. We just, the video guys came up with the questions and asked them. We were there, most of them. But they basically, you know, speak their minds on it or whatever, or their experience, whatever they're talking about. But you know, Robert is a gen, like a, a family member of ours that that he's just telling you because he was there. He saw it, you know. He he helped us and he was part of it, you know. And he's not a known person, not a known. He's actually a really talented fabricator, but he's not known for it at all. He doesn't even worry about building, you know, or you know, whatever. He just does what he does because that's what he likes. So. So in the documentary, there's him. There's other people that are well-known in their industry, people that we, we respect, like, hey, we want you. What do you have to say about us? So there's there's cool, and there's really neat interviews there. And some of them, I, we, we would go, like, I'm going to go. I have time to go interview Kobe, so I'll go with the crew. And other guys that he went, and there's some that I didn't I didn't see firsthand, so I watched them do an interview, and the documentary goes, shit, I don't know if he said that. I don't know that. I, so think that's, cool. I, I think overall, if you watch it, Number one, there's a lot of cool visuals because it's our photography and then their videography. There's footage from Japan, um, you know, carcels that were at Pomona, Santa Maria, our car show, our cruise night. And then I think it is, I think what they were trying to go for is a story that, you know, going basically from nothing to, to what we do now. Where, you know, like we said, success is, you know, measured differently by people. But overall, you know, Rod and Cole and Bobby and people talk about cars in general and then they talk about what we do and how they met us. I th hopefully, I think it's inspirational for people that are trying to do something, you know, because um, to, you know, really, we've done a lot since we started and a lot of... Um, but I think we haven't done enough yet. <laughs> I think we're still new, but it's our it's kind of our choice the way we go about it. You know, we're not... Like you said, we never had a business plan. We still don't. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like... Um, just you know, I think it's a it's a it's a cool story just about about how we basically just created it because it's something that we're into. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. This has been a, a lot of fun. Cool. This is a Good. waste of my time. Hope you got something that you that you want to use. You know what I mean? Well, all right. We made it to the end. Uh, Juan Jesus, thank you guys so much for letting me sit down and interview you. I had a really great time and I learned a lot. So thank you. I also want to thank my wife, Josie, for uh, her infinite patience and support while putting this thing together. Um, I also want to thank my car club, Los Boulevardos, uh, in particular, uh, Matt, Harry, Bob, Alex. Thank you guys for letting me test my uh, interviewing skills with you off mic. And uh, I guess Eric Frias. This mic rocks. Thank you so much for all the input on getting this thing started. So until next time, this is Nick for the Bomb City Podcast signing off. Thanks.